0: Hello and good afternoon Xbox Nation. Welcome to the new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL. And as you can tell, we have new footage that's not dirt. Yes, that's right, folks. Forza? horizon four two full hours of it and quite frankly i said something the other day that was probably disrespectful to many people in the chat and you say well what what did you say well i said i like dirt five more than forza horizon four and then Mm -hmm. i played this for about four hours and i said to myself i'm going to slap myself in the face because quite frankly this is one hell of a game and uh listen i mean i'm going to tell you this right now first of all This game, Forza Horizon 4, in Game Pass. Dirt 5 arriving in Game Pass. And I would say you can't go wrong with either one. But man, oh man, do those magicians at Playground Games know how to make a Forza Horizon, which is why I cannot wait to get a confirmation that Forza Horizon 5 will be arriving. I'm hoping that based on the one Halo level that they had, we get some sort of gears level where they're driving that buggy Jeep thing from the gears. I think it was uh, two or three, uh, through, uh, and that's the thing. I would love to see them come back and do a halo level, on a halo ring. I, I, that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, not so much that they're just running through the you, know, the, you know, London or wherever we were, you know, through the countryside. But listen, let's get into the introductions. And um, we have an incredible show ready for you today. Lots of big topics. And, of course, a big panel as always. And we're going to start with Rookie Sensation, someone that has been tearing up the airwaves. And I think a, a, certainly a podcaster, you need to keep an ear on. Please welcome.
1: very talented pong so good morning boom good morning all my fellow awesome panel mates here uh good morning chat i already see a lot of familiar faces out there so that's always awesome uh this is a great day another day another call up to the big leagues uh there might come a time boom where i just refuse to leave so <laughs> you, <laughs> you're welcome here you, you got the golden ticket you get, you get you get
0: you get the call you always have the ticket to the big leagues
1: hey look any, anytime you give me a reason to play hooky from work a little bit i'm here so i uh, appreciate the uh invite uh, we got a huge lineup of topics i love it i can't wait to dive into it so let's go
0: Thanks so much for being here, brother. And next up, uh, the cog that keeps this show running each and every week—someone that would, would would that almost hid behind his mic. For the entire show where you only saw an eye the very brave and talented (laughs) zemi Gaines. i almost
2: did i swear i swear i almost did uh but no man dude super excited to be here can't wait to dive into these topics man last tuesday's show was fantastic and and i expect nothing uh you know less than uh you know on than on today's show i mean i i'm super uh pumped to be here man uh the um one thing that you did say and it made me think about this like how cool would it be to have a halo racing map in forza horizon where like you're going around the entire halo ring. Yeah. And like, like, you know, realistically the halo rings huge. So they have, you know, they would have to minimize it, but like, that would just be so cool. Like actually going around almost like a loop de loop kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be absolutely incredible.
0: You know, I'm going to take it one one step further, even yeah. more so than that. Um, with Microsoft having so many teams, uh, and of course, we know we know with Playground Games being, uh, you know, obviously them and Turn 10 being the main crux of their racing, uh, I have been calling this for a while, we're never going to see it. We're never going to see it. I, I've ac- I have already talked about this. Zemi, I think you might have been a part of the program when we did talk about this. Mm-hmm. I would love for a Microsoft kart racer yeah, and 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 you know they could do you know ten or fifteen different levels. One running through Fable, one mm-hmm. running through Gears, Forza, Halo. To pick pick any of their their biggest IPs, Banjo, a Banjo Kazooie level, and really, I mean, is it going to happen? Probably not. But would it be cool to have a Mar- Mario Kart esque? halo racer my god that
2: would be amazing or like a fighter like super smash bros like
0: that you know what i'll take that that too yeah i I, I will definitely take that too but let's let's introduce the gentleman who is costing me money every time he's on the show on loan from playstation nation the subtle voice of the incredible and very popular trophy room please welcome mr bad bitten mr bad bit why don't you tell the folks the fine folks here the news you posted about your get your your latest episode that you worked really hard on, yeah. getting the most views you've ever had yeah. since the the uh, release of the PS five.
3: Yeah, man, biggest day one numbers. Uh, we we've got a couple thousand hits on this one, so it's awesome to see. Um, but honestly, it's 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 these episodes where you know our hearts in it because you know Kyle and I recorded this episode at around, like, 12 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't get done uh, editing it until, like, around 3 a.m. At, wow. at night. And I woke up at 7. I totally refreshed, because I knew what we had was special. And this episode, um, definitely check it out on YouTube, because we got the glow-up of the century thanks to De Premiro. Um, Dude just doesn't miss, man. No. Like, I'm telling you, this was... This was It's on another level. So really, yes. Should you follow us at PS Trophy Room? Yes. Are we streaming our live reactions to, you know, the PlayStation State of Play at 5 p.m. EST, which you can find us over on twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room? Absolutely. But first, go to De De Niro Primero because he's just so talented. You need anything. Go it, go yeah,
0: you know it's funny. You talk about uh, Danero Panero. Uh, he and I have teamed up. I have contracted mm-hmm. him once again, and he is currently now. The people have been asking for it, and yeah. uh, I have now signed on with Teespring. Mm-hmm. And Danero Panero is in the process of redoing every one of the show's logos, Ooh. and we're going to be announcing that as soon as he's done. Like I said, there's no, there's you know, you can't rush talent. So if it's a month from now, it's a month from now. It, did
3: I show you? Did I did I show you this? I I I I tweeted out. I I don't like to brag as well, but we may start. I may start a separate merch store. Nice. I'll, 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 uh, De Niro sent sent this to me literally twelve o'clock last night. It's one of the funniest freaking things I've ever seen in my life. I'll, I'll show it to you. I'll, I'll link it in chat.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get that, but yeah, so we're, we, you know the people have been asking for it, you guys have been asking for t-shirts, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to deliver, and m- not so much me, De Panero Panera was going to yeah. deliver, and his work is going to once again grace everyone's Uh, chest cavities once we're able to make the official announcement of what the four new newly designed logos look like but let's continue with introductions and we're going to go to somebody who has been tearing up the airways with new videos and that is uh, Archimedes uh, or Outriders hyped Archimedes I might add Uh, first of all dude I that game the demo goes live I think you said it goes live uh, you're probably downloading sure, it. I'm as already we speak. downloading it. Uh, while you were uh, talking
4: to Mr. Badbit, I I started the
0: download. Uh, Good it's on you. Now. Yeah. And <laughs> well, we definitely we definitely
4: can't. I, I Once can't. Wait to this play. podcast is done. You know where oh. to find me.
0: Yes. Well, you had a chance to play the alpha, but do me a favor, brother. Tell everyone about the video you just put up, which was amazing. And welcome to the program.
4: Yeah. Well, first again, (laughs) pardon me. Uh, First of all, uh, thank you again for having me. Uh, It's always a pleasure today with Pong Soul on the on the show. Um, I think it's the first time I'm on a show here with uh, uh, on your channel. Boom! I've been on on other podcasts with him, um, but um, such a a fantastic gamer, such a knowledgeable guy. Can't wait to talk about. All things gaming and we have a couple of awesome things. Um like you said, I put out a video about that rumored March event um from Xbox in uh yeah, in March, yeah. That- um and um yeah it's it's so such an exciting time to be a gamer right now uh we are getting out of this this break of news and uh, in the beginning of the year and uh, you can really feel today tonight we have the state of play we have all these xbox rumors coming up and and stuff like that we have the nintendo direct although it wasn't (laughs) as good as we all hope but um still um news are finally coming out and i can't wait to talk about everything
0: yeah, we we have a great we have a great show lined up for you folks and uh, last and no way least another gentleman that has uh, been really making a rounds of not only being an incredible community member but someone that you definitely got to listen to talk because he knows exactly what he's talking about because he is unlike many of us actually in the business of creating uh, and obviously I'm talking about 3bit. Welcome to the channel, brother. How you doing?
5: I'm doing good. Uh, It's cool to see Pong on here. (laughs) I'm always playing with uh, playing with Pong on Halo, and and uh, getting to. uh, I've been like wrecking Zemi lately on Halo. He's been my other rival, but uh...
2: sometimes you're wrecking (laughs) me. Sometimes you're wrecking me.
5: But no, it's been good. I can't wait to get to some of these topics. Uh, Finally, have a video coming out tomorrow, which I'm excited about. Uh, But yeah, let's let's get into it.
0: Yeah, you know what? Uh, first of all, l- let me let me just catch up on some of the super chats that already jumped in. For, we got two hundred people here in the chat, and that is a pretty amazing. Uh, I hope that that means that we are going to start hitting five and six and even seven hundred people here, because uh, you know, obviously, we do these shows because we not only love Xbox, but we love this community, and it's great to see so many turn uh, you know tune in. We're only ten minutes into the show, but let me catch up on some of the super chats. First of all, the first one of the day comes to us from a very generous friend of the show, East Texas Alex, who actually lives in Texas, and hopefully you're doing well, my brother. He drops an outstanding $10 super chat. says, good morning, everyone. Boom, just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate all the new quality of life updates you've done to the podcast. Thanks, dude. I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying it, man. Thank you. Hey, keep up the great work and positive attitude in the community. Yes, that will never change. Uh, but thanks so much for the compliment. I think, uh, first of all, thanks for the generosity. But the compliment is worth its weight in gold for sure. Lord Roughness. Drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat. Hey, boom, just teared myself away from the awesome Dirt 5. Downloaded it from Xbox Game Pass today. We'll be back on it after the show. Yeah, dude, you are going to really like that. I cannot stop playing that game. Michael Kulik drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat. He has become a very generous friend of the show. Michael, thanks for being here, brother. And, of course... Thanks for the uh, the very generous five dollars. He said Microsoft could easily make Killer Instinct their all star fighting game like Smash. Indeed, they had they had get- guest characters there as well. Seems like that was a, that was the direction they were going with the DLC. It, it listen, as a matter of fact, um, I am hard at work on uh, Tuesdays. Xbox one-on-one. I got a couple of really loaded topics, and Killer Instinct is one of them. I don't want to give away what we're talking about, because I want people to tune in, but that is definitely one you should tune in if you are a fan, and you know that I certainly am. Jonathan Lopez drops an outstanding five-dollar chat. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for being there, brother. Super appreciate that. And, of course, the generosity says, hey, Boom, wanted to know what your thoughts on if MLB The Show will look better on Xbox or do you think Sony will uh, will handicap it to make it look better on Sony? You know that's an, that's an interesting question and I don't think they're going to do that. I think it would be kind of kind of ridiculous if they did simply because, you know, people wouldn't buy the game if it ran worse on the better the better hardware. Uh, now, I mean again, because Sony's been working on this IP for so long, they know how to make the game run and look fantastic on a PlayStation. So I don't necessarily know if there's going to be any handicapping going on, but it, it's going to be interesting. Listen, folks, if you're a baseball fan, and I'm I am I'm not buying the game though because I you know I don't even buy Madden anymore, and I'm a huge NFL nut. Um, I just sports games for me have kind of fallen off the wagon, and um, you know I mean who knows? But listen, folks, I want to get into topic number one. And see, see that now this one is a bit of a personal one. And I put it in here because look, everyone that follows me, that supports me, that follows me on Twitter, that su- subscribe to the channel, I'm very transparent. Everyone knows that I'm an ex-police officer. In fact, X NYPD police officer. I did it for 21 years. And in those 21 years, you could imagine that some of the things that I heard from people were never n- not always nice. Now, I will say. Because I was able to go back to my community that I grew up as a kid and then police that same community, I had more, way more uh, positive interactions than the negative. And I would say it was something like 98% to two. Uh, but I bring that up in this conversation. You say to yourself, wait a second, what the hell is Boom talking about? Police, games, is it equal? Yeah, it kind of does. And here's why. Um, Drew Murray is someone that I think a lot of people in this panel and in this community know. And he was Mm -hmm. someone that his original uh, OG roots started with Insomniac Games. And um, obviously, uh, when Microsoft was rebuilding their, uh, their farm, if you will, they tasked him with leading the build team for the quadruple a studio known as the initiative. And he was there for two full years recently on February 1st, he announced that he was leaving and a lot of people were taken aback by it. And when, when questioned, he, this is, you know, this, he, he left for personal family reasons. So I want to read his quotes here. Now, he did a five-page post. I'm not going to read all five pages because some of the stuff is not relevant to this particular conversation. He says this. After two wild years helping start the initiative at Xbox and rebooting Perfect Dark, it's time for me to say a tearful and bittersweet goodbye to the team known as the initiative. It has been, ex- been an extraordinary working shoulder to shoulder with such talent experienced team, many of whom are great friends now, but my life outside of work needs some more attention and headspace than I have been able to give it lately, so I am stepping down from my current role. My silver lining to all, uh, to all of this is that I'm excited to join the screaming masses that will play Perfect Dark on launch day and experience the game for myself. Now, here is where we get into what disappoints me about the community itself, not a particular community, just the community itself, because just like there are toxic ex, uh, you know uh, PlayStation players and toxic Nintendo players, there are a ton of very toxic Xbox players, which, of course, I either have blocked, muted, or I don't follow. Because I don't like getting involved in that kind of shenanigans. I mean, yes. Am I the unicorns and rainbows kind of a guy? Yes, that, that, that's me in a nutshell. Uh, but uh, I, I, I was a little taken aback by some of the comments that I read, which I will not read on the air, about Drew when he made this announcement. I guess after 10 years and five games and six job titles, it just wasn't enough. I'm excited to be rejoining many friends and former colleagues at Insomnia Games as a principal designer. That takes me to my 7th job title. Now I just need to work work some days and and make some great games, right? Now, obviously there were a lot of negative comments directly, uh, you know, directed at him because they felt people actually felt like, he did something wrong. Now, folks, listen, I, I I don't think I need to say this, but I kind of want I want to say this. You know, as gamers, right, sometimes I think what's lost in translation is that the development community is not made of robots, right? Mm-hmm. It's made of men and women of different religions, sexual orientations, colors, creeds, you name it. And at the end of the day... They are human beings, so yes. Do can you? Are you supposed to feel like he traded? No. I think what winds up happening is, like many people, maybe staying home and thinking about the tragedy, which I believe was a very close family member to his. He needed to wrap himself up in work, and considering California was very expensive, maybe he needed a paycheck for his family. Whatever the reason, it is his. So, Zemi, I want to go I want to go to you first on this. Yep. When you, you know, first of all, I mean, there really isn't a big conversation other other than I was disappointed with a lot of people in this community because they attacked this poor man for going back and getting a job. Mm-hmm. Did he do anything wrong?
2: Uh did he do anything or anything wrong? No, I mean he didn't, right? I mean he's he's you know he puts himself online and this is the type of thing that you're going to get whenever you put your you know yourself online, right? Mm-hmm. And it's nothing against him. You know, it's just it's just the way that people are and not all people, but you know, we were we were having a short little conversation about this uh, last Tuesday before the show, and you know, I mentioned to you if I I could literally film a video of me baking cookies, and if enough people saw it, I would get plenty of comments saying, "Oh, look at this, you know, fatty over here making cookies." Does he really need to eat those cookies? I don't think so. Diabetes is coming his way, right? Oh, and and you know, b- b- you know, I mean, it's funny, right? But you know, because we're 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 laughing about it right here. But I mean that's really the truth, right? There are gonna be people that are like that. They're 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 out there, they're always gonna be. Maybe they're having a bad day, maybe they're they're having a bad life, maybe, you know, whatever. Maybe they just like to cause drama and, and cause people. You know, heartache or whatever, right? There's not really an excuse for it, of course, right? But but it just exists. It happens. We know about this as content creators. We 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 experience this. You know, uh, probably not daily, but uh, you know, fairly often, right? You know, even even in this chat right now, you know, um, during today's show, there's probably going to be uh, that one individual that has to come in here and stir up trouble, right? It, it's it just happens, right? And it's a shame that it happens. And and ultimately, you know. I don't even think that we need to really even give a reason to why he may have left the uh, initiative. the initiative, uh, to go over back over to, you know, insomnia a, a few months after, you know, maybe it was family matters, but, but, you know, it doesn't even matter what the reason is. He's a man who has a job. He, he decided to leave his job for whatever reason, the reason doesn't even matter. Um, and, and he, now he's working someplace else, right. You know, I, I think there's you know, is definitely a lapse of maturity for a lot of the people that have a problem with that, but, you know, it's just something that happens. What are you going to do?
0: yeah I agree uh Joe let's go to you uh obviously you have a you have a tie with PlayStation nation and uh this is a big pickup for insomnia games um I think it's safe to say that uh we could be getting a reboot uh a fairly uh, a fair uh, fairly soon. Uh, if they're not already yeah. working on it, of uh, a resistance fall of man, which is why he might have went back because he was yeah. a part of of uh, parts two and three that he was uh, directly in uh, in charge of making. Um, and uh, I'm, I don't I don't think we're going to see a sunset overdrive two, but he could be working on uh, that for sure. What what do you th- what do you think about the the maturity of of how this community turned instantly
3: because he started working for uh, Sony again. Nothing surprises me from the internet, you know, nothing surprises me, you know, for, for us. And I think I, I speak for everyone here, right? I'm not here to talk crap. I'm not here to get salty. I'm here to just talk about video games. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm not here to start trouble or to poke fun at, you know, company X, Y, or Z. Um, This guy could leave. This guy could, this guy could have got fired. It doesn't matter. Right. He could leave for whatever reason he wants. Um, Whether that is personal or, you know, Insomniac just offered him a bigger paycheck or he's living closer to home and, you know, whatever the case is, he he leaves on his own volition. That's 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 fair. You know, as long as it's not like, uh, you know, as as long as it's there's there's not that like, you know, I think I think uh with him leaving you see those comments of like you know oh what's happening over at the initiative it, it seems like he left out of his own volition and everything's kind of fine so well he, he said
0: in an interview that he did what he was to paid to do he set yeah. up he set up he and and, and everyone that is where they where they need to be is
3: why the game is going to be fantastic Yeah. So like, you know, I, you know, it's, it's really at the end of the day, it's, it's none of our business why he left. He left, he left. And, and, you know, awesome for Insomniac that they pick him back up, you know, as you know, we, we are in the community, I think thirsting for um, a resident, a resident evil Jesus resistance. I'm thirsting for a sunset overdrive. You know, it's awesome that we're getting him getting him back at the same exact time. He set out to make a new studio and he made a new studio. And I think when he's like, Yeah, I want to be closer to my family, it's, it's probably like running a studio is a lot. <laughs> and you don't, you kind of maybe want to see your daughter grow up. So, you know, again, at the other day, it's none of our business. And I think everybody. You know, it, it, we all, we always throw out like the console war shenanigans and that's the reason why a yeah. lot of people mm-hmm. get sal- salty and just, you know, do all this bull crap. It's just, it's sad. It really does go to see how pathetic some people are that they have to make drama where it literally doesn't exist to fill some type of void in their life that's missing. So honestly, none of my business, uh, but good for him. Uh, yeah. yeah I, hey, good, good know. for the, good for him. More yeah. importantly, good for insomniac. Uh, yep.
0: Because they're already a ridiculously talented studio. And getting Drew Murray uh, to return, uh, whether that be for a week or another five years, is going to be a big deal. Uh, as we welcome in 300 people, I want to get to our special guest. But, Pong, before I get to your brother, I got to thank our very good friend bringing us back to church each and every time he blesses us. In the chat, Smitty Smith drops an outstanding and very generous and extremely generous $20 Super Chat and says, Drew is a grown-ass man. He made a decision which was good a good fit for him. And for people to act like that towards him needs to reflect on their life. And things are, are more important than console Wars, the Book of X. Indeed. Indeed, they certainly are. And uh, thank you for the very generous Super Chat. Pong, let's get to you, brother. Again, this is not the biggest topic of the day. I felt compelled to talk about this because honestly it upset me and i was very very disappointed with people should i have expected this
1: well yeah in this day and age it it is to be expected which is a i guess sad commentary on on the state of things uh, especially when it comes to social media Uh, first i'd like to recognize all in the community who actually did congratulate him and lots of people did yes happy for this man um i thought it was quite interesting that he made a follow-up post saying that it was a learning experience for his uh, daughter uh, that he was going through and reading the comments with her uh, to see both sides and how people react to this kind of news. Anybody who's going to judge another person for a job change needs to take a serious look in the mirror. Um, And I don't say that lightly. I don't care what industry it is. I don't care who it is, who is anybody to look at another person's choices that they make, especially when it comes to a job change uh, and leaving a company due to personal reasons and, and make uh, you know, make a console war statement about it or to disparage the man and who he is. Right. Uh, This is completely wrong. Um, People should be upset about it. We, you know, like I said, Should we expect it? Yeah. I mean, again, I think we've all seen enough uh, over these years now being on social media to know that this is going to come. Uh, But uh, again, he didn't owe anybody any explanations. He didn't have to say anything. He came out and told people that are strangers about what was happening to him personally uh, and opened up to people. And this is and, and a part of the community decides to respond in a negative fashion. We have no idea what happened behind the scenes. Uh, We are not there as you know, everybody's skated. These people are human beings. They're, they're not robots. Like you said, boom, these people have emotions and feelings and whatever he was going through with, with the loss of his brother, uh, I think it was, uh, who are we to sit back and say, well, this is not how you should be handling it. Or this is not the right decision or, oh, you're a traitor. Are you kidding me right now? Uh, Utterly ridiculous, (laughs) Uh, utterly ridiculous for doing so. And again, people need to take a look at themselves. Uh, The, you know, from his, his follow-up statements, it seemed to indicate he might've been under contract for two years. Who knows if he was under contract for two years to get the, to get the initiative up and running. And then all of a sudden the contract expired. And at the same time. He, he lost his brother, you know, maybe Microsoft tried to renegotiate it, but he was just not, you know, there he was, he was not, you know, maybe they couldn't come to financial terms. We don't know that, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden he, he, you know, he says what he says, he steps away from the initiative and you know he's taken time off for himself, and we don't know if he had already taken time off prior to that. They could have given him grievance time as well, yeah. so this could have been going on for a lot longer than we were made aware of. Because again, it's none of our business. Correct. So you know if that's the case, then he was sitting back. He started to work through things as people do when they ha- experience loss, you know, or or trauma in their life, and all of a sudden, some of his really, really close friends, you know, call him up from Insomniac and say, Hey, Drew, we know you're going through a lot. You know what? We'd like to have you back. We know you probably don't want, you know, you probably were working a lot with the initiative. You're probably putting in a ton of time and hours. And we obviously respect your time with the family. You know what? Let's give you a little bit of lesser position. I mean, he said this is the seventh different position he's held in his career. So maybe this position gives him flexibility. Maybe they said, you know what, Drew, you want to take a few days a week and, and, and not work. Cool with us. Don't worry about it. They know him. They are personal friends with this guy, right? And if they are working on something like the resistance, which is one of his original babies, why would anybody, if they're in a good spot and they've decided that they are ready to move back into maybe trying to work for whatever reason, why would you not take a comfortable position like that and say, you know what? Yeah, let's do this, right? So again, people need to take a step back. They need to reevaluate. What they're doing in life, if you're going to go around and just search for things like this on social media to judge, to be negative about, and to personally attack people uh, that are creators of the things that we love, there's something wrong with you, period.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. And again, I want to grab the the last two panel members and we're going to move on to what we came to talk about today. And that's great. uh, Great news for gaming. Uh, I will go to Boxer Bear. Boxer Bear. Listen, as someone that works in a big company that sees people uh, come and go on a regular basis, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little shocked that he left after two years. But again, if you read his statement, and, I, and I've read it multiple times, he has done everything he needed to do to get that studio up and running and get that game off the ground. And he's happy about it, and now he's moving on to greener pastures. Now, granted, like I said, some people uh, wrap themselves up with work when it comes to loss. Everyone deals with it differently. Were you surprised by how people went after him?
4: No, I wasn't. Um, I mean, it, it's what you get when you put yourself into in 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 onto social in the public media. eye. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, um, I, my channel is really small. Yeah, <laughs> I have like three thousand subs, and uh, cl- I'm close to three thousand Twitter followers. But still, the amount amount of crap I get. Uh, from time to time, um, on my when when I put out an opinion or a statement or whatever, um, it's, it's it's sometimes really surprising to me by how how weird people uh, are, are thinking about this hobby and an opinion and whatever. And for him being one of the creative heads of of the industry moving from a xbox studio to a playstation studio what this is is, is is of course uh, you can anticipate that behavior it's i'm, I'm not justifying it or, or uh, defending the, the the guys but uh, yeah we all know that this kind of shit happens and like everyone else said um there are a ton of reasons why you might have uh, been doing that it is it is his personal decision i think i told the story two or three weeks ago i had had an amazing job um the the best job in the world the only problem was um, i was never home i had to travel like three out of four weeks a month um around the globe and when i became a father i wanted to to spend more time with my kids and so i quit it had nothing to do with the jobs or my colleagues or anything yeah Um. it was my personal decision and for whatever reason he decided to move on, uh, it is his decision, and I can't wait to see what he will be doing at Insomniac again.
0: Yeah, me too. I, and I, I from, you know, selfishly enough, I hope it is Resistance for All Mans, one of my favorite PlayStation Three <laughs> games, certainly in the top five. Uh, and I and I, I look forward to seeing what he's going to be doing there because he is an incredible talent and a great part of this industry. Three, bit, let's get your final part uh, uh, opinion on this. I mean, listen, you're in the business, obviously, a lot more uh, than you give yourself credit for. Uh, You work behind the scenes on many, many projects. Uh, You see people come and leave uh, or come and go on a regular basis. Uh, This is just the way the the world works. Um, But as someone that's on several podcasts, someone that has their own YouTube channel and creates for the community, were you you disappointed, like I was, with the way uh, people handled this?
5: Yeah, just because you know it, it's really easy to, <laughs> I said it, said it a couple of times on the show, like the Twitter fingers, right? Where, uh, they're constantly complaining about different decisions Microsoft makes. They they say Game Pass sucks, and you, you, and you look at the, their play time, and they're not even playing any games, right? It's like one hour on FIFA or, or something like that. But, um, yeah, it, it's just it's it's kind of <laughs> it's I don't know it's it's, it's really sad uh, at this point. And, and let me just say leaving studios is extremely common. People are coming and going out of studios all the time for what well, Pong and everybody on this panel has been saying. It, it's There's so many different reasons why someone would leave a studio. And it's not really any of our business. <laughs> of course, um, we can speculate and, and, and all this different stuff. But, you know, he doesn't know anybody, any explanation, uh, leaving, um, people are just leaving these companies, especially in the gaming industry where it's common for a majority of developmental work to be subcontracted out to different developers. Like for example, last of us two where a huge percentage of that game was contracted out. So as soon as the work was complete, they're out of a job. Yep. And, and, and people, who are using his absence as a way to discredit a whole studio, which I have seen lots of comments on, uh, is complete nonsense to me. Um, and it's extremely unfortunate that, uh, we, we can have a amazing community, um, for sure. Like I, I've seen amazing things in the, in this community, but I've also seen very toxic side of this community as well. Um, that people can sometimes get so lost in their preferable box, uh, where facts start to drift away and reality starts to slip away from a lot of people. And and the fact of the matter is people, uh, come and go all the time. It doesn't have to be him leaving because it was a terrible job. I think a lot of people think like, Oh, he's definitely leaving because it was a terrible job. Um, I mean, yeah, like, like, uh, someone was saying this on the panel, he was joking. Um, and he was showing his comments to his 10 year old where you know <laughs> um he's reading through the comments and seeing what he gets called the most and how being a trader is in the lead the fact that you know he he has to do that or he feels the need to to sort of show people that like what they're doing is not exactly normal i would say um yeah, it's just i agree and it's just It's just kind of crazy. But yeah, I mean, I've known people who work at a studio just to get the the title on their resume. And (laughs) you never know why people join a studio. We don't always know uh, why people leave. And in either way, it doesn't matter because as consumers, what we should be worried about is the end product of what we receive. And what's left there is still a very talented, almost Avenger-like squad going on over there at the initiative. Um, He's not a trader towards Microsoft or Sony. He's a guy who loves creating games. He's just like you and me. And um, yeah, that's how it should be looked at, I, I would think.
0: Absolutely. I mean, listen, you know what? Him leaving makes me wonder how close they are with this game. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's a point that no one talked about is this game. It's not 2021 for sure. But is it 2022? That's that's a good question. And if he's leaving and he's that confident with the team that's there, maybe it's closer than we all think. But let's move on to topic number two. But before we do, I, a lot of super chats have come in. We've we got a new channel member, which is pretty awesome. First of all, Regulator 951. Drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, Good morning, Boom, and awesome panel. Well, good morning to you, brother. Hopefully you're doing well. CYV Studios drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, With over 10 years on the film industry, knowing that the rules of the game industry are very similar. If he contracts, if his contract was over, he has to write to leave. I'm assuming he has the right to leave. Oh, he drops another one, uh, another super chat. Thank you for the generosity, brother. He says... Um, he has the right to move on. The only way that he couldn't move on to another company is if he was under, uh, un- I, under, uh, no man, hold on a sec. a, a, a non-competing non-comp- agreement, which was, uh, which was left, which he wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he definitely was not part. He didn't, he left and that was it. He's, you know, no longer with the, uh, the, the, the um, the initiative he's now with, You know, Insomniac, uh, no problem there. Shane Tomlin drops a very generous $5 of and says, I think we need to change the narrative. These people aren't Fans of any console—they're just toxic people. Let's disown them. Great show, guys. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. We have a uh, coach man twenty-two thirty-six becomes a channel member. Hey, coach man, thank you so much for joining the Double Barrel Gaming family. Certainly appreciate that. And Reggie Mobile Nine, another generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding final dollars. jen says salute to you, boom, and the great panel. Too often we allow small minority toxic fans to represent a, a whole. Indeed, and of course they don't represent uh, the 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 greater community which of course uh uh, uh, poured plenty of positive comments to drew i just thought it was I, i wanted to make it an opening topic because it bothered me folks and i figured well i do have a small voice in the community so let me let me break down this uh and see what the people have to say but i want to do i definitely want to move on to topic number two now this is a good one folks you know, with the coalition still supporting Gears Five, having several developers from their team help out at 343 Industries, at 343 Eyes, Halo Infinite, and are seemingly already hard at work at Gears Six. New information from industry insider and friend to the community, Clobriel, has once again kicked the bees' hive and made some, uh, I guess, big news. Now, thanks to Twitter user Idle Sloth, who is another friend to the Twitter community, and of course, this particular channel, he posted something that many in the gaming spaces either missed or thought was not relevant enough to talk about. And that's what you're going to hear today. Here is what Idle Sloth said on Twitter. Speculation in parentheses. Clobriel says the coalition has multiple teams. The studio has shown that they can work on two, sim- two games simultaneously. Clobrio thinks that they are working on the next Gears game and another small to medium scale Gears title, new experience alongside it. Now, for complete context, according to the conversation on Reddit, uh, Clobrio was talking with user Lightbright, And this is what I'm going to read the entire conversation so you understand exactly how this went down. And then we're going to break it down and we're going to get to, of course, the uh um, let me see if I have it in front of me. I don't think I even have it. Wow. Okay. You know what? Let me just uh You know what? Let, I'll read the conversation, but let me let me go to Zemi first on this. Zemi. Yes. The coalition is a team. That is, I, I would, I would dare say they're probably one of the best teams Microsoft has. Now, you <laughs> people are going to challenge me and I say, "No, it's Obsidian. No, it's Ninja Theory. No, it's Three Four Three. Whatever your whatever your flavor is." For me, I like to put the Coalition at the top of the heap. That's just my opinion because I absolutely loved Gears Five. I loved Hive Busters, and I think whatever they're going to do for Gear Six and potentially this second project—that's a small to medium project—has me very interested. And I know it's going to be incredible. Do you think they actually have a second project going on? Probably right um the reason i say that is because
2: gears 5 came out in 2019 gears tactics came out in 2020 right like that's a very very quick turnaround so that would imply that they had at least at one time two teams working on two different projects and you know we we know and we've heard from a lot of other studios that they do have multiple teams uh at the same studio so why should it you know be any different right um So I wouldn't be shocked at all if they had one team working on Gears of War or Gears 6. Uh, I always forget the of War part was uh, redacted. Um, But uh, Gears 6 and then another team working on um, a totally different project. Maybe it is Gears of War uh, oriented. Part of me, and maybe this is the selfish part, kind of wants it to not be Gears of War oriented. Because I would be really, really excited to see what the Coalition could do other than gears, right? Um, of course, I want them to be making gear six, right? I just would love to see the type of franchise or new IP or you know, maybe even an old IP that they could do uh, because we do know that that team is very, very talented. And, 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 I, and I would love to see what they can do in another genre or just uh, another franchise. Um, if they are working on a second project, my only hope, and, and this, is a, this is a very deep prayer, is uh, that it's not horror. Uh, and, and, and that's me being selfish because I would like there to be at least a couple of games that Xbox does that I can play. You know what I mean? Uh, here, uh, <laughs> cause I don't do the horror thing. Right. And I'm still, but what if that,
0: it's co-op horror?
2: I could do that. I could do that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like I'd be down with that. Just not single player horror because, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play that. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I hope that they are. I think that there is really, really good. Uh, reason to think that there is uh, a second team at the coalition, especially whenever looking at the release dates of their last two games. Um, so, yeah, I, I I can't wait to see what they do. Um, hopefully we hear about it soon.
0: Yeah, I actually, I have that quote in front of me. But real quick, a couple of Super Chats have come in. Let me just read those real quick uh actually it's from cmbr who did an amazing write-up on the constant gamer website he drops an outstanding final super chat and says thank you boom and zemi for the shout out earlier this week sorry i missed it live thanks for hosting boom and thanks panel for a great show well thank you for being a great part of this community brother we certainly appreciate that and uh, real quick general spartan 27 uh he who's always here he says this in the chat Wario 64 on Twitter has a report from The Verge saying that Xbox Series X consoles could be available for purchase this afternoon on Walmart's website at 2 p.m. CT. Um, so if you don't have a Series X and you are looking for it, uh, thanks to General Spartan and, of course, thanks to Wario 64, we have news that there might be available at Walmart, which is pretty good. Now, getting back to what the um, Lightbright had asked uh Clobriel. It was regarding the second project that is rumored to be happening. And this is what Clobriel has to say. And again, listen, you you can love him, hate him, or whatever. I, I not only do I respect the dude, um, I, I I love what the I love the information he brings to the community. He says this. I guess it would depend on the scale of the second game. Two AAA A games just by them without being outsourced like Gears Tactics seems unrealistic. I agree. I do think though there is a there is a very good chance that the coalition is currently developing Gears Next plus a new small to medium scaled Gears title and and, and kind of experimenting with new experiences within the Gears IP alongside it. Now his his second one here and Zemi, you're probably not going to like this. Uh, Light bright then it responds, it's still Gears though. Iris replying in contact of Piano Black, who's a, who was a part of this post, who thinks there's a chance of a new IP game or a game beyond the Gears IP before Gear 6 is released. And this is what Clobriel had to say. Whether or not they build, uh, just to give an example, horror single-player game named Gears, hashtag nightmares, or Dark Knight Gears nightmare, ultimately is irrelevant. It would be a new experience in both cases, at all, but still the same the coalition is a gear studio and proud about the franchise. There is much than enough freedom within the gears unif- universe left to tell. And there's also, um, which is pretty interesting, uh, that, 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 is, that was a part of this thread is that they have two creative directors at the coalition currently, and both creative directors have the chops uh, and, and the position of power to have their own, you know, own team doing a game. It would I, I honestly listen again. I don't know nothing about development and I'm going to go right to three bit first on this uh, having three bit. Listen, everybody knows that 343 Industries makes Halo games. Everyone knows that uh, Turn 10 Studios makes racing games. Now, I know it's a little different for um, the, the team making Fable because they're, they're, they're doing something different. I, I have always said I would love to see what Gear what the Gears Coalition team could do in a new IP, but if they were doing a smaller scope and scale, um, like, say, horror type of uh, Gears, which is what a lot of people want it to return to, because that's what kind of Gears 1 felt like, especially in those dark areas, um, it felt like survival horror, for sure, Um does it make sense that they could potentially have two games lined up if there are two creative directors currently
5: at the coalition for sure. I think if anything uh, it helped them uh, (laughs) figure out what their pipeline production pipeline is looking like. Cause I I know the more likely news of what's uh, available for the coalition right now is the gears five operation six for sure. I, I know they're, definitely planning something with that um, and they're a super productive and talented team i I'd love for them to tackle a horror game maybe a civilian point of view of gears would be interesting if they that would be kind of cool yeah yeah if they didn't want to uh do it from the you know the the big <laughs> i forgot what they're called but the the cogs I guess um, I, you know but, what
0: i would i'd love a carmine game you know like 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 oh, a DST yeah, yeah. carmine game
5: would be dope yeah, and there's like a family of car mines, right? So there, yeah. there's a couple of different things they can do to differentiate uh, gears if they do stay within that universe, which, I you know, they're named the Coalition, so probably. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll get any game with, with the Coalition. I'm a fan of their work. Their, their games feel like a demo to what the Unreal Engine is capable of. And and now, you know, I, I did hear earlier in the week that some developers from the Coalition actually helped out with with polishing Halo Infinite, which is great. So you know they're, they're, de- they're definitely working on multiple projects. And I know you mentioned that, Boom. Um, but yeah, there, there is something I do miss about the the older Gears, which is like the gritty horror side of the game. And it's still sort of there. It's still remnants of it for sure. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if it went that way because we got used to the Locusts and fighting them over the span of, of six or, or so games. But a secondary Gears game would be great, especially 'Cause now we have the next gen consoles, we now have Unreal Engine five to consider, um, and, and taking full advantage of DX twelve, uh, it's gonna be great. I, I'm um and and I can't even play games that are not sixty frames anymore. I know that's a side thing. <laughs> but you're
0: not wrong with that i mean after playing the division uh and i'm addicted to that like i if you've been following the shows i all i've been playing is recording division uh content because i'm so addicted to it it's bananas especially now that i look like hunk from resident evil i mean what's not to love um but uh yeah, yeah. I, I i agree with you yeah i mean listen again we don't know what they're gonna do i would love to see a smaller gears project Um, Now, whether that's going to be DLC or an entirely smaller, you know, 10 to 12 hour game, whatever they decide to do 3-bit, I think it's going to be quality. And I think that there are no better team who you can say are masters of the Unreal Engine uh, than the Coalition. Uh, Obviously, the the gear six is no doubt going to be uh, Unreal Engine five for sure. And hopefully whatever this new project is, whether it be a new IP or just an extension, a side story to Gears, uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Zemi Games, let's get your opinion on this. Um, do you want to see Zemi? That that I got your. Oh no, I, I got Zemi's opinion. Yeah, I was about to say right? you, yeah. you. just got my opinion. Yeah, I did. I did. So let's let's, let's <laughs> go to let's go to Mr. Badbit. Mr. Badbit, when you when you when you talk about the coalition, yeah. you you're going to get a, a varied amount of opinions. A lot of people love them. A lot of people are like, yeah, it's just gears. I hear you if, if you feel that way. I, that's not how I feel, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have two creative directors, and I don't necessarily think that two creative directors are going to be working on the same project. It just right. doesn't make any sense. It would be a waste of talent, in my opinion.
3: Do you think they're working on a side project that's gears, or do you think it's a new IP? I definitely think so. Any, I, I, I'm, I'm of the the mind of any studio right now that Microsoft currently owns probably yeah. has multiple teams working on multiple things. So, um, you know, I, I think even Matt Booty, uh, a few months ago said what game pass they want to eventually evolve it to be is not every studio is going to be making AAA experiences because that let's be honest that would be cost effective so a lot of what you're going to see are smaller titles hit Game Pass, we're going to see the return of double-A-sized games. And so if we see something like, for example, out of The Coalition, a mainline Gears of War game, the multiplayer and all, and then you have, you know, like a Gears of War... uh, Well, we already have like a Gears of War strategy game or a survival horror-esque type title that are smaller to produce... Um, you're gonna get those games there. So yeah, absolutely. Coalition has you know two studios working hand in hand, and probably I think maybe even around three, uh, one being like a support. So like you know, I could see, I could definitely see them working on multiple projects for sure. So yeah, you know, let's go for it. Let's do it. Work years. It's great. Yeah,
0: no, I, I agree. I I think that you know if, if again if you're a fan of the series. Which is that over-the-shoulder third-person, you know, dude, bro, kind of a, 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 a of, of 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 entertainment? Then I think that you would be all for it. Again, that that's mm-hmm. what I love about Xbox. That's what I love about what they're offering in Xbox Game Pass. Dep- it, it, there are so many different genres that are there for you to enjoy. That even if Gears is not your thing, there's something there for you anyway. Peng so, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, Obviously, you know when Clo Briel talks, most people stop and listen. Like E.F. Huntin. Uh, the guy is pretty spot on. He does not shoot from the hip. Uh, I've been following him for a couple of years now, and when he talks, he's on to something. I don't think he does it because he's looking for clicks. He's not that kind of a guy. He's not even a content creator. As a matter of fact, he I offered him a, 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 you know, a shot to be on, the, you know, the show, and he politely said, "Listen, I kind of like being behind the scenes." and of course you have to respect that so he's just a guy who loves xbox he loves talking about the green box and he's talking some gears what are your thoughts on this are we getting a new ip or are we potentially getting a side story something which i would love to think that was like an odst type of situation but for gears
1: yeah you took the words right out of my mouth there boom uh especially before when you called them the masters of the unreal engine right so personally uh, I know a lot of people disagree with me, but personally, I'd love to see a new IP. However, uh, let's be real. Uh, when they formed the coalition, they formed it and asked everybody there if they w- wanted to work on Gears, then they would be part of the coalition or they could go to a different you know, studio and they would they would move them. So the coalition was formed to be a Gears studio. So realistically, I believe we're getting uh, probably two Gears experiences. Uh, So one, obviously being six, uh, that, that makes the most sense, right? We, we know that's probably already well into production at this point. Um, And then the second one, absolutely. After Hive Busters, I can definitely see these smaller uh, experiences coming out of this studio because what they did with Hive Busters was nothing short of incredible, right? So that Smaller piece of the pie can be built out into full stories. They don't have to be these big giant games to tell a story. You know, we can go, especially with Game Pass and how perfect it is for these smaller slices, uh, sliced type of games. Uh, I definitely think they could go in a lot of different directions, as already has been mentioned, a horror-type sty- uh, gritty experience, right? Or, an, like you just mentioned, my personal favorite, like an ODST-type experience with different characters, different locations that we have not experienced yet. Ooh. I think it's a great way for this team, uh, the second team, to have creative freedom to develop because to develop the lore of Gears of War, because it's already expansive, right? So the lore is all there. The world is there for somebody to walk in and say, Hey, I've got a great new idea for this awesome story. Now it's not going to be this gigantic, you know, thing that I'm I'm talking about, but it's a smaller side story that people probably need and want to hear about this Gears universe. And I think that's where this comes into play. And I think that's probably what they're exploring at this point. And they probably heard a lot of the community say, hey, we're ready for some different Gears experiences here. Right. Um so I think that they probably want to try this and see how it goes. And again, after the success uh and the claim that Hive Busters got I think they're emboldened to do something like this and to move forward on this. And I think, you know, Xbox is probably looking at it and saying, yeah, guys, hey, you guys know what you're doing. You've got the gears locked down. Uh, Go ahead and do this. Come up with some new stuff for us. Let's try it out. Because, again, there's not a lot of risk involved when you're taking an established IP like gears And creating something new out of that and telling a different smaller story that can be just, you know, day and date in game pass, you know, a $20 expansion, $30 expansion, whatever you want to call it, you know, if somebody wants to buy it, but put it out there, let's see where it goes. And you know what, if it hits right, who knows what that could turn into. Then you then you've got a whole nother path that you can go down and you can have two separate big time stories for gears going forward, you know, depending on what their roadmap looks like. So I say go for it. I'm happy they're doing another game, whether it is a new IP or whether it is within the gears universe. I'm just glad we're going to get more from this team because this team is absolutely phenomenal and I can't wait to see what they come out with.
0: Yeah, you know what? Again, uh, I I know that I'm I'm not I I don't get paid every time I say the words high Busters, but if you have not, if you somehow skipped on on that DLC, my God, you definitely need to uh, to play that uh, that DLC three to five hours, depending if you are someone who enjoys collectibles and you want the achievement for finding everything, which I got. Uh, I, I played through it multiple times, and it is just a phenomenal piece of work. You know, Boxer Bear, let's, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, before I do, though, Michael Cullick, once again, my God, dude, you are very generous. He drops an additional 10 and $5 of chat, and the first one is for 10 He says, it would be refreshing to see the Coalition and 343 create new IPs alongside Halo and Gears. Both are big enough to work on multiple projects. Seems like they are being held back by Microsoft a bit. I, I don't know, uh, Michael. I mean... You know, again, they've been asked if they want to work on Gears, and that's what they want to work on. Now, 343, I can't really speak for because I never heard, I'd never seen an article, but they're there because they want to work on Halo. And quite frankly... Halo Infinite is the biggest Halo project in the history of the franchise. So, there is a kind of an all hands on deck. They got to get that game out. They got to get it right. And then maybe we start seeing an ODST 2 or something like that. Uh, Your second super chat, he says this I'd say the same for Mojang as well. It would be a great opportunity for them to finally work on something that would be true to uh, be a true Xbox exclusive. I mean, I I hear you, but they are the Minecraft team. You know what I'm saying, and and they were purchased for that. Again, I I know that it would be great to see a new IP, but the money that they make off of uh, of Minecraft and Minecraft Dungeons is just bananas. Uh, Juan Ponce drops an outstanding five dollars of chat and says, "In my opinion, Rod Ferguson was the worst thing to happen to Gears of War four and five. Now that he's the head of Diablo, should be wor- should we be worried about that franchise? I mean, look, he. He came back to Gears when he was away from Microsoft because he loves the franchise. Now, I, I'm going to say this. Uh, I have heard, I, and folks, this is, this is an opinion. Uh, this, is my, this is my words off of something that someone told me. Mm-hmm. This is not mm-hmm. fact. A lot of people after, uh, are saying, and again, I, I'm not going to disclose who I heard this from, are saying that after Rod left to go to... Uh, make Diablo is why we have high busters. Now, is that true? I honestly don't know. Was he the reason why Gears was 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 a kind of a stagnant? I I, I can't say.
3: I think what yeah, he brought. Yeah, the- I, I do have a question for Pops. Sure. What was the thing that made Rod so disliked? Because personally, I loved Gears Four. Me and too. I, I quite enjoyed it. Gears Five. So I don't yeah. like. Because from what I am aware of, he was very strict with what you can do with this IP. Like he didn't want to get too crazy with it because he didn't want to dilute what Gears was. And I think that's why he's in Diablo because the Diablo three was very Blizzard art style. What do you do? Whereas you know Diablo four, you see it's the return to. The classic, the classic yeah. sort of thing. So let, let me know, because I'm, I'm actually really interested in that. I mean, we're, I, 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 we're right there I, I, with I,
4: you, because um actually, I mean, they, they came out and said so. When, when they built Gears 4, it was their first Gears yeah. game, and they had a complete new studio. I mean, they were called, like, Tusk before, and were working on yeah. an espionage game. And then they moved over to Gears, and they, they had to find their way to, to how to handle that that IP. Um and, and I th- I thought they did very a very good job. Um Gears 4 felt very Gears like. Yeah. It it wasn't a revolution in, in, in the Gears universe. But they did a very good job. The story was good. Their mechanics were absolutely awesome. So they that that was totally cool. And then they moved on to Gears 5. And to be honest, I heard a lot of people complaining about that. uh, Oh, I don't like the open world approach and then the site mission stuff. Uh, That's not Gears anymore. So no matter what you do to an IP, you will always have people complaining about do you do you uh, uh, put in too much new stuff? It's it's not the core of Mm. the game anymore. If you always do the same, people complain about it being repetitive. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought he did a wonderful job there. And you ha- cannot deny that they worked on a very tight schedule. They, That studio works like a clockwork. Mm-hmm. They are super reliable. They are masters of the technology. Tell me another studio that handles the Unreal Engine uh, so well um, like they do. Um, so yeah. to, to put that all together, uh, a studio that works like clockwork, with that kind of quality and such an IP that that carries such a big name, to manage that is is a really tough thing to do, and so uh, that's probably why uh, uh, Mike Ibarra
0: hired. Yeah, yeah, you, you never know, but you know what, Boxer, Beale, let's get your opinion on this. So
4: <laughs> obviously, t- to, to take care of Diablo. Oh, there's a bit of a lag right
3: now for. Archimedes.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is a little bit of a lag for Archimedes. I'm not sure what yeah. it. Uh... Am I back? Yeah, you, you are back. You are back. Let us let, let, let's, let's get your let's get your opinion on this. Do, do you think that they have multiple teams at the coalition, and, and what do you actually want to see? Do you want to see a new IP, or do you want to see a Gears horror type title? Well, I think we. Got, I think he's got to back out and then uh, come back. Sorry, sorry. Uh, can you? Can yeah, need- we we do hear you. You have a little okay. bit of a delay. Why don't you back out and come back in? All right, I'll do that. I'll okay. You know, 3Bit, why don't you take that question? Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, again, you, you know, you you work behind the scenes uh, on many projects. Uh, they are the Gears uh, uh, team. They make Gears games. Uh, I know a lot of people like myself have publicly said, I'd love to see them work on a new IP because they're so good with that third-person over the shoulder i would love to see them tell a new story but i'm gonna be honest with you i would love to see them come back with a gears horror type title what what do you think bro
5: yeah i i again i I do think um they have the title for me where they are sort of the masters of unreal right and i i even uh at different moments um I thought they probably should have handled the Halo franchise. And I know 3 for 3 um, uh, does have a very talented squad over there, but they they do have some different studio mismanagement (laughs) issues at 3 for 3. Sorry. Um, But I I would love to see a Gears uh, horror title. Uh, The very first Gears was very much a... uh, kind of a, a scary horror game, especially um, when it first launched, it was, it was very much marketed as such. Uh, if you guys remember like the first trailer where uh, a lot of the statues were like turning to ash and then you had the, uh, the music playing. Um, uh, I can't remember. It was like all around me are familiar. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mad world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mad world. Um, and, and it was very much marketed as such. And, and throughout the, the series, um, it, it seemed to go in a different direction uh, it still is like a very gritty very bloody game especially you can blow people's half half of their corpses off in multiplayer it's still very much <laughs> like a dark game but um i would love to see uh, again some some type of like uh side title where you're not a cog i i think um maybe you can be uh, either maybe it's from the other person's perspective. That'd be kind of interesting, where it, you are playing as the locust. But I think what would be more scarier, uh, and I know Zemi <laughs> doesn't like horror games, but it would be great just to see a civilian point of view of of the cogs, because we always see like maybe bits and pieces where you're in the city in gears and gears right. and and you you can like. Um, you know, like talking to to the civilians and they're talk you know they're just trying to survive and, and make it i think that would be a really cool point of view um like pong sort of mentioned like an ODST perspective for a uh gears game and i think that's a good way to take it if you're going if you're going to keep it within this uh universe which they love this universe you know they've said multiple times where this is what we want to do we want to focus on the gears franchise so if they're going to do that and if they want to mix it up and it's very hard to to mix it up like because you're you're going to get people who love pretty much everything the same (laughs) and yeah you also get the people who want change so you have to like please both fan bases and i think the best way to I i guess please both people is to sort of make a side game that doesn't affect The main line franchise, which would be a horror title, uh sort of a a side game to maybe what's going on in the background of of uh Kate's storyline or or um any of that. I I think that would be the best way to do it. Um but yeah, this team is very talented and whatever they decide to do, um, I, I believe they're gonna absolutely nail it. And with the Unreal Engine, there, there's even certain features, and I'll, I'll have to go back and, and recheck this. And anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. But a lot of the features in Unreal Engine, they will actually send to the coalition, and then the coalition sends it back with their engineers. And and they pretty much test a, a lot of the, the different stuff because they're using it on a more of a triple A scale so they can actually optimize what's going on there in, in that engine. And, and this is fantastic. I, I can't wait uh, to see what they're working on. Um, uh, I know they're what they're kind of focused on ra- right now. Is still Gears five. They're still pumping out content for that. We just got high busters. I know <laughs> it, was, it kind of seems long ago, but it w- really wasn't. Um, and I know Rod Ferguson was was definitely working on that game uh, before he left. Uh, high busters. And yeah, and, um, that was really interesting. But right now um, we know they're still focused on Gears five content. Um, but we we also know they're working on something else. Um, We know they helped out with Halo to some extent, yeah. and so they probably was doing some work with Halo, doing some work with the uh, Hive Busters and, and some Gears Five Operation Six content. And if, now I guess they're working on. Some I'm other sorry, things.
3: I gotta stop you because I just got yep. a thought that entered my brain. It was so fucking awesome. I can't. What if it's a Halo game and they're using just the Gears engine? You know, like love easy, it. it's, it's a third, it's a third person squad based shooter and we're covering the fall of reach and oh, through another good. squad's perspective. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. I, I say, I'm sorry uh, to the whole audience. If I give you massive erection saying, uh, no, yeah, you <laughs> know, know what I say? I, I say
0: coalition puppet. hire this man to write your next game because yeah, I've been saying yeah. that, you know, it's funny. I was going to actually say something very similar uh, to Archimedes. Uh, Archimedes, you're back, sir. I hope so. Yes, you are back. Okay, so what I was saying is that, you know, for for with Gears and Halo being the two, uh, I, I would I guess the two the two statues you'd see you'd see when you're walking into Xbox World, right? Those are yeah, the two yeah. big ones there. I would love to see um, a, a first person Gears. And I'd also like to see a third person Halo. I think it would be great as side stories to kind of see different perspectives on both of those franchises. And uh, again, we don't know if there is a second project. I would assume that there's going to be, they're working on something separately. Otherwise, you don't have two creative directors. No one just hangs around in the break room and says, hey, take me in, I'm bored. You know what I'm saying? He's <laughs> He or she is there for a reason. They're there to tell a different story. Now, whether that's a horror, whether that's an ODST type of title or experience for Gears, whether it's what you play as one of the Carmine brothers that gets dropped behind enemy lines and he's got to work his way uh, back to you know to, to his family, however you want to do it. Do you want to see a new IP or do you want to see them keep making Gears but give us something different?
4: I mean, since they are really talented over there at the Coalition, I'd love to see um, them take on a new IP. Uh, But uh, on the same uh, uh, side, uh, it is the Gears universe is so rich. It's such a fantastic universe. The lore is there. You have so many fantastic characters in there. And over the years... um, they they have really evolved that universe into something special and we have already seen them branch out with gears tactics a fantastic game by the way um but um and, and so this universe really offers so much um they can do so many things the horror horror thing is is one thing um, since I'm a huge fan of uh, open world action adventures uh, I'd love to <laughs> branch them out in that direction or um, I've been also addicted to the division as you do um, imagine a kind of division kind of game uh, in, in the gears universe there's so much you could do um and it, it would only make sense to to really uh, use that name that that IP in a different way um, than all o- I, in quotation marks now, uh, only um, uh, uh, the main Gears games. So, yeah, I, I do hope that this is true, that they are working on a separate title. Uh, I'm fine either way, uh, but I think, of course, that the Gears universe or the name carries just too much weight for them to not use it in a, in a different genre.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. I, I again, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the w- with with Gear Six. I, I think it's going to be a much bigger experience. Uh, I think they're going to certainly uh you know uh add to the open world uh, aspect of it, which I hope that they do. I hope they weren't scared off. I loved, absolutely loved Gears Five so much so that I have every collectible but one. I've beaten the game twice. I've gotten both very questionable endings. Um, and uh, I look forward to what they're going to do in Gear Six. And, uh, obviously, that's a trilogy that they're going to, they're going to, um, you know, close up. And then who knows where they go from there. But I would also love to see a side story. Um, but let's get, let's, uh, let's get on to the next topic. Uh, and I, I kind of want to just talk about, um, you know, when you when you talk about studios that are considered the, um, I guess, unknown or the wild card, if you will, of the 23 first party, uh, first party studios, uh, the one that comes to mind for me is Compulsion Games. And um, I think that based on the recent rumor of what they're working on and Phil Spencer's uh, Response to that studio and what they're making has me very excited because we have heard that this new game that they're working on it is a new IP, we know that it's not contrast and we know that confirmed it's not we happy few it is a new IP that is a cross between Bioshock and uncharted. Uh, That sounds like where all the boxes for me personally are checked off. Uh, It seems like it's going to be a single player, story driven, adult themed, over the shoulder, third person experience. And I'm very excited to see what um, what they're going to be doing next. But I I think that I'm not the only one because Phil Spencer uh, was talking with Game Reactor and uh, Game Reactor says this to that to Phil. Without going into detail, which unannounced game from your studios are you the most excited to present to the public? Now Phil Spencer says I'll give you two if that's okay. The one of them is the one we're going to talk about right now. The second one was of course from the initiative and we know we now know it's Perfect Dark. But this is what Phil had to say. One of them is compulsion games. When I first saw We Happy Few, there was an artistic style and setting that I found really unique. This young studio that is still growing, and they are learning the business and what they, are at, what they are as a team. But when I look at what they're going to do next, I love their ability to create new worlds and unique environments. It's always something fun. So without saying too much, this is one of the games I'm most excited about. now. The rumor slash leak, if you will, comes to us by a a post on Reddit. Now, take all of this with a grain of salt, but it's still worthy of a conversation simply because Idle Sloth, once again, as well as Clobriel, were talking about it. And I thought it would be a great topic for today's show because this particular game, even though we don't know what it is, is rumored to be be shown off very easily soon now here's what the reddit post had to say in regards to its details a few details about compulsion games next project it's not related at all to we happy few slash contrast it's triple a developed it has a triple a development budget with a focus on high quality animations it's set in the near future montreal it's third person melee comeback it will be a wide, a, a wide linear game, but not open world. No survival mechanics being built to use Unreal Engine 5. It's set to launch first quarter 2022 on the Xbox Series X, S, and PC. New tech patent, but I can't speak on that yet. More details soon. Zemi Games, this is a studio currently, as of yesterday, that has only 40 employees. I mm-hmm. checked. <clears throat> um, And that's not a lot. That's not that's not a big team, but they are, like Phil says, currently hiring different positions to finish off this game. What are your thoughts on the leak? And what are your thoughts more so on Phil Spencer's excitement for this small team's new game? Yeah, you know what? Well, I mean, first off
2: just just start talking about the team size. That to me is not like I'm not even concerned about that, right? I mean, we've seen Ninja Theory do great things with a small team. We saw Asobo Studios uh create a fantastic game with a very very small team. So I don't think that, that ever should really be like, you know, the the standard that we judge games on, right? Um but uh I, you know i am excited i am excited i actually have not played any of their previous games uh because they always looked very creepy i don't even know if they're scary or anything they're um, scary
0: yeah, yeah you, oh, they are they scary? okay so i've,
2: I've avoided <laughs> them for a very I, good good i'm i make great decisions guys um but the one thing I do love about what Compulsion does is their art style. It's so, so unique to a lot of the games that we see out. And I really hope that this art style is something that definitely trans, uh, trans you know transfers over to this new IP that they're working on. There's not a lot known. I mean, uh, of course, we've heard it, it's like Bioshock meets Uncharted. I love uh, Uncharted. I played Bioshock Infinite because uh, I, I was able to handle that one. It still scared me a little bit, but... I was able to do that one, um, and 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 from what I've played of Uncharted, which well, which has uh, been the first one all the way to the third one, absolutely loved. Uh, loved Bioshock Infinite, so that really, really excites me. Um, I just hope it's not a scary game, man. I really do. I hope it's not a, a horror single game or single player game. Uh, if it is, I'm gonna have to write a letter to Phil Spencer's mother or something. You know, like a very stern <laughs> letter, like "What are you doing? Why is everything something I can't play?" What is what's happening here? Um, but uh, but no, I, I am excited. Um, I I definitely have to hear about the story and, and what's going on further with the game. It's great to know that they're really really going uh you know deep with the with the animations and that it is going to be a AAA develop uh you know game third person melee it sounds awesome. But at the end of the day, I, I definitely have to see more before I could say hey I, I'm definitely invested. I'm gonna have to uh, for sure play this game on release. Uh, but I, I think it's great. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, again, we, 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 we have a suspicion that it's going to be, according to the leak, that one of the games are going to be shown off at the next big Microsoft event. I hope that that's true. I would love but, to see what this game is uh, actually going to be. Uh, Pang So, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, this this uh, comes from a studio, and again, you know they have. W- when you look at Microsoft's twenty three studios, there is a lot to really like about it. And, you know, there are no real secrets here. Like, we know what we're getting from 343. We know what we're getting from the Coalition. Uh, obviously, the initiative is releasing Perfect Dark. We got Fable from Playground Games. I mean, the list just keeps going and going and going. And once they start ramping up uh, these triple A bombs, it is going to be a great time to be, A, an Xbox gamer, and, B, an uh, 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 Xbox Game Pass subscriber. But you see, Compulsion Games, they had two small games. Now, depending on who you ask, Contrast was very good. Very weird, but good. And we happy few, I'm going to be honest with you, I was hoping it would be more like Bioshock. It wasn't. I didn't dig the survival stuff, so I didn't finish the game. A lot of people enjoyed it, though. But when you hear Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, say, yup. I mean, and for complete context here, folks, he's being interviewed by Game Reactor. And they ask him an open ended question and he takes compulsion games and he puts them in the same sentence with the initiative that says something that they probably mean it means that they have something special. What what, what do you think of Phil's comments and are you excited to see what compulsion games brings to the table potentially in 2022?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can we just take a moment and appreciate how far this studio has come in such a short period to get a mention like this from Phil? This studio was started in 2009 uh, by a gentleman. His, his last name is Provost. I can't pronounce his first name. It, it, it's a French name, and, and I don't want to butcher it, so I'm not going to go there. But 2009, and, and he came from Arcane studios how how cool is it that he is now back uh or will be as soon as the uh announced the zenimax deal back with his old uh partners in crime with arcane and, and sharing the same space underneath the uh xbox umbrella pretty cool but to come from 2009 to here with only two games you know contrast which is a fantastic game it was the first game that i played on my playstation 4 um, since it was launch title with with, with
0: it. It sure was. Yeah, yes. absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Amazing puzzler. But to go from that and then to create something in We Happy Few, which, yes, it, it, it did not come out the way I think most people expected it to. They probably internally would admit it wasn't. They set their goals really high. Uh, and, and there is some things in that game that showed off what that studio can do. And storytelling is one of them and writing a top-notch, okay? I really enjoyed a lot about that game. I, I, like you, Boom, didn't finish it. I've gone back to it a couple times, though, and each time I go back to it, I appreciate it a little bit more. So I think it's one of those games that kind of you know works its way into you as, as you go back and try it out. Um, but, again, to come from 2009 to this point, to have Phil Spencer himself uh, make a point – Uh, to name your studio as one of the games or one of the studios that's creating a game that he is most excited about is a huge deal, right? And then to hear, you know, and again, we don't know. We haven't seen anything yet, so let's take everything with a grain of salt until then. But if if the leaks are true, if these little tidbits are true, uh, then to hear that they are doing a third-person, over-the-shoulder style game that's going to incorporate... Uh, the Art Deco style that they use in their games, uh, which is very reminiscent of Bioshock, obviously. Uh, and then combined with Uncharted. So, you know, when I think Uncharted, I think uh, fun, adventurous, you know, style gameplay. Wow. Right. So yeah. What what's the one thing that a lot of people not everybody agree but a lot of people have been saying that that Microsoft needs is that over the shoulder third person adult theme style game right so here we are we have this smaller studio that obviously uh, has built themselves up to this point to make a game like this that they've improved themselves so again ascending studios I always love watching ascending studios you know teams that have been built from the ground up. Uh, by a a visionary or a few visionaries who see something that they want to go out and do, and they get a team of people who want to work together. And and like has already been talked about, you know, with ninja theory, same thing, right? Small team, but they all know how to work together. They uh, have an efficient system down in place and that allows them to go out and create these bigger style games right and now i know they said it wasn't going to be open world but again if you played uncharted you've played bioshock yes it's linear but but it's big spaces right it feels big the worlds are big right so i think this is a perfect fit to have phil come out and say what he says excites me even more yeah because i can't wait to see what they're putting together uh with this and obviously again from my previous experience with the studios games you know, I- I'm looking forward to it as something that I'm going to go in. The style is going to be wow factor when it gets on my screen. And that's going to that's going to be a gateway. And I know the writing in the story is probably going to be solid from what I've seen from them so far. So, yeah, absolutely. Over the moon, uh, excited about what they can put together.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. And, I, and I, love, I love I love the energy you brought with that particular comment d- during this uh, topic. Joe, let, let's get to you. Now, one of the things that many people have been calling for, Joe, especially mm-hmm. Xbox fans, are new IPs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have no problems with the pillars. I know a lot of people do. Uh, I like new IPs as well. I like the pillars uh, just as much. But Compulsion Games, man, they're a bit of a wild card. And to get the unbelievably rousing compliment from Phil when they ask him, out of 23 studios, what are you the most excited to show off? And he leads with their game. Man, I think they might have
3: something special here. But what do you think? Um, I think it's an excellent way to bring up studios that don't get enough attention. So I think when when he's talking, like, because he could e- easily say, you know, like Ninja Theory, we could easily say whatever Bethesda's working on, but we often forget that um, Compulsion is owned by Microsoft, and we kind of forget that they're a thing, right? Because yeah. their lineage isn't isn't that long. So I think that's more of a, like a, a wink and a nod of going, look at look at, we got more than just. The ones that have been active and forward facing, um, which is cool. Uh, when I take a look at this game, well, I, I don't. I have no opinion. Uh, I could just, I just go off the track record of compulsion, and this is where I have the the complete diverse op- or what's it inverse opinion. Um, I don't think they're that great. None of their games has spoken to me. Um, you know, one person said in the in, in the chat. Not polished. And I think I think when you take a look at We Happy Few, um, the way that they dealt with mental health was abhorrent and embarrassing. And uh as someone who does suffer from it, who knows people that suffer from it, um, did not like the way that, that plot was that, that plot was handled at all. Okay. Um when it comes to the gameplay side of things, yeah, man. Like I when I saw that game, I was remember watching my good friend Sean Capri just, like playing it, going, Oh boy, this is Oh, this is rough. <laughs> and so, they're the studio for me. Out of all the acquisitions, um, I am totally numb to. Uh, okay. So they're the ones that they have the most. I I would guess to, they don't really have to prove anything to me. But if if there is a company that you know has to show something that really truly blow me away, it is it is Compulsion. Like they they have the most work to do. Ninja Theory could come out and you know show me another still of how fucking amazing <laughs> sorry Chris uh Hellblade 2 looks and I'm like and I'm so in on it right um you know machine games can show me that Indiana Jones games let's go um but when it comes to the studio that that has the most to prove it's definitely a compulsion because I remember my my immediate reaction was like I get it, they're cheap. <laughs> I'm like, that's why you bought them. All right, I get it. So yeah, for me, um, compulsion has the most approved. I'm curious of how they 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 go for this wide linear uh level design and how they handle this this bio Bioshock esque, this system shock-esque uh you know game. Because so far from what they've shown to me. Um, I'm kind of just like, all right, cool. When's when's Hellblade Two coming out? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, when's I, Fable. What's? Oh God, it has to be soon. Yeah, it's, it's got to be soon for sure. I, I yeah. don't
0: necessarily know if it's holiday this year because I think their holiday game is going to be Halo. But yeah, uh, I would love to see uh, first quarter 2022 for Fable already. Yeah. I, I,
3: I'd actually also, like to see some games. Because I know I'm probably getting shit in the chat. What? It, like. Let's talk about like like three four three like I'm pumped. They're an underdog. I want them to succeed, and I want this. And they're yeah, let's go, bro. Uh, And I want compulsion to succeed as well. I just wanted the way. I hope they took a lot of learning from we happy few of how to handle certain topics. I hope they talk to Ninja theory about how to handle certain topics, especially when it comes to mental illness, because Ninja theory fucking nailed it. If they can communicate with the other studios to help build up their culture, I think they got something really, they 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 could, they can do it. Absolutely can. So I want to root for them. I have faith in them. You know, Blow me away! I don't want to come into this going, Ooh, and then come out of it going, yeah. I want to, I want to come in underwhelmed and come out when they show me whatever they got, uh, over the moon. But I, I take Phil's word. I take it with just the greatest of salt but
0: okay that's I mean, me. I, and again obviously you oh know, look we, at
3: that fucking shop i'm sorry that, that, again, that, that's so cool yeah, yeah God, i, I so they, cool. They, they need more levels <sighs> like this for
0: sure they they, they really do can we um, fly
3: the pelican i'm sorry i'm good yeah no no i i agree
0: i, I absolutely agree Let, let's get um uh boxer bear's opinion now boxer bear look uh this is a studio and and joe has a reason for uh for for a not trusting them and b uh, not being happy with the way that they represented something that he's personally affected with, right? So we can totally get it. But I think that there's something to be said that Phil Spencer doesn't seem like the type to blow smoke. That's just my opinion. You can, you can, if you're in the chat and you disagree, okay, that's that's fine. But I don't think that you go into an interview and you lead off with this particular team's game that we don't know what it is but he does and say that and put them in front of something like the initiative the quadruple a team unless there's something actually there and uh, i'm interested to get your opinion on this what 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 are your thoughts and potential theories of what they're working on
4: yeah much like uh, on on the same uh track like pong soul here uh, it's really cool to see um a small uh, but talented studio um, get this kind of recognition. I mean, this is exactly what Microsoft wanted to do. They wanted to buy a, a lot of smaller to double A studios and develop them into a triple A studio. And from from this statement, we get at least that feeling that they are going towards that direction. That they they, they might remain a smaller studio in, in size. Yeah, they might not get become a three hundred uh, plus uh, developer studio but they now have um, time, they have resources um, to to really do what they want to do. They have the possibility to learn from other studios. Like um, Joe said, um, Ninja Theory is also a smaller studio. You can learn a little bit. They ask, how are you handling certain things and stuff like that. And for them to... At, at least from the statement, um it looks like it that that they um yeah really do a good job because otherwise like you said Phil wouldn't probably recognize him, them in that way. Uh he didn't mention a double fine studio or something like that. Yeah, they he mentioned um a studio that did a good job with We Happy Few. It it wasn't as polished as we all hoped it would be, but that's what smaller studios sometimes have to deal with. Yeah they don't have the time or the money. uh, I was going to say
0: that, I mean, it could have very well been the money situation, right? Like we don't know with studio of 40 people, were they robbing Peter to pay Paul? And we don't know that, but now that they are positioned to be Microsoft first party, they basically get, they got a bag of of money dropped at the door and said, Hey, listen, use what you want.
4: And, and and what was left over, you know, give back. And maybe they don't give it back and and basically every studio um talked about their acqu- acquisition in that kind of uh, uh, way um we, we also heard it from the state of the k developers uh, they talked to Matt Budia about them wanting to have better uh, um, technology for um um motion capturing and animations yeah and and that these other and, and double fine spoke about the the uh, the they are relieved to not worry about how they want have to pay the salary of the, of their of their employees and stuff like that, yeah. And this is exactly what happens happened to the compulsion. And they they are talented people. I think they have found their way from um, contrast to we happy few. They have found their way to how to work together. Now they have the resources and yeah. Since it's been a while since we happy few is out, I I am really looking forward to hopefully see that game or what they are working on this year. Um, I don't think it will come out this year, but maybe we will see at E3 or whatever event they will have what, what the compulsion is actually working on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? I'm expecting that if it's going to launch in 2022, at least the first quarter, like the rumor suggests, then it is a good chance we could see some gameplay at E3, see a big blowout of what they're working on. Uh Let's uh, get 3Bit's final point on this. 3Bit, listen, this is a studio with 40 people. They are currently hiring and looking to add to the growing studio, which eventually could you know, reach 100, 150, maybe even 200 people. And they do make a big AAA game. But mm-hmm. I, I think people also have to realize that just because they only have 40 people, like Zemi said, doesn't necessarily mean they can't bring us a AAA experience now that they have the time, now that they have the support of Microsoft. What are your thoughts on the leak? And when do you expect this game to actually release?
5: Hmm. I, I think we can probably expect this game uh, probably by 2022, 2023. Um, and, I mean, you have two studios with a lot to prove to to most consumers, I would say it's Compulsion and Undead Labs. I know Gearbox didn't give Compulsion a ton of resources once becoming their publisher with uh, We Happy Few. Um, I really did admire the storytelling that was in We Happy Few. I, I think a lot of the the themes of the game, um, for example, it reminds me of a book called Fahrenheit 451 <laughs> and, and where uh, people... Uh, didn't want to read books because it felt like it could ruin the society and and we happy few has very similar like bioshock type themes which i'm actually looking forward to in whatever future game they have uh though it's not in the we happy few universe i think what i did like about the team is is how much they uh really dive into that different style of storytelling and and the creepy (laughs) universe um that they they have going on but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm really—you don't need a huge team to to do anything. And if anything, I think uh, I remember seeing an interview a long time ago where they actually don't want a huge team. They there there are some benefits to having a small team, um, and and there are some there of course are huge benefits to having a huge team for AAA games. I would say the benefits for like a smaller team is a much more focused environment of where you want to go with your game and um sometimes you don't always need a huge team to to make an an incredible game and i think hellblade always comes to mind in these conversations because they did not have a lot of people um but there there are other games for sure out there Mm -hmm. where i think
3: even like ghost of tsushima has only like 60 to 80 people in that studio i think
0: yeah Yeah, they're they're under 100
5: 100 people at that studio yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. you definitely don't need a lot of people to to uh create a quality game um, but mm-hmm. what you always do need is time yeah. <laughs> regardless and um we know they've been quiet for quite some time um I, I, I remember when this purchase happened a while ago i was like oh that's actually a <laughs> that's an interesting purchase like it's not, not something i could predict um to be fair i, I couldn't predict bethesda that was kind of crazy but <laughs> yeah i think um compulsion has a lot of potential and i think if anything phil is just bringing that more to light they have a lot of different studios i think people should be looking at besides the big ones you have 343 right you have your uh, obsidian of course initiative uh, ninja theory amazing studios but then you also have undead labs you have um, double Fine, whatever they're working on next and and, and of course Rare. Um, it's just crazy amounts of studios <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking of that has the potential to just uh, blow people's minds for sure. Um, but yeah, like what Pong was saying, the, the storytelling within Compulsion is something I'm looking more forward to than anything. I know this is going to be a different <laughs> genre of, of a game. Um, so yeah, whatever... Uh, they they are now not as restricted with, with Gearbox. I know Gearbox is really hammering on, on them releasing We Happy Few like quickly, and now they have the time. They have Microsoft's backing and blessing. So we'll, we'll see where that takes us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know something? I, I'm looking forward to And Again, I think that there is something to be said about the way Phil Spencer talked them up. I, I don't think he's doing that because he wants people to know who – uh, uh, you know, the the w- makers of We Happy Few are. I think he's doing it because he generally sees something that's special. And for all we know, folks, this could have been the reason why they were purchased. Maybe, maybe they approached Microsoft or Microsoft approached them and said, hey, listen, we're looking to, you know, build up our first party, uh um, you know, um, umbrella. Would you like to be a part of it? Oh, yeah. Well, this is what we're currently working on. This is the game we have in the works. We just don't have the money. OK, we're going to buy them. It could, it could very well have been that. We've heard that more times than not, that Microsoft did, in fact, buy a studio because of what they were working on behind the scenes. And uh, again, we'll know in a couple of months, obviously, as we get closer to E3. Hopefully, that's one of the games that we um, we get a chance to see. But I want to move on to the final topic. And this is a big one. I saved the biggest and best for last. But before we do, I'm going to thank a couple of people. First of all, Michael Culloch, once again, drops an outstanding and very generous additional Super Chat of and said acquisition announcement of compulsion at the time definitely left me with a question mark over my head. And hopefully, uh, we'll see again at the end of the year or the middle of the year, the end of the year, the middle of the year when we. Uh, when they uh, potentially show this off maybe we'll all be ultimately uh, surprised uh, Viper XT another generous friend of the show uh, he actually corrects me here uh, I found 40 he says compulsion currently is at 66 employees according to their LinkedIn so they are definitely growing well thanks so much for the super chat and thank you for the correction there Viper Xt definitely appreciate that but look, this is the topic I think is going to have the biggest opinions. And I reused this topic because uh, Jamie Moran, Zemi Games and myself on Tuesday's Xbox one on one talked about what our personal expectations are um, for the big event rumored to be mid-March. Now, I know some people in the chat asked about the March 8th thing that popped online. That was a bit of a joke. Uh, That was done in Photoshop. Uh, As a matter of fact, I think whoever did it, it might have been Clobriel that did it. It was, yeah. Yeah, you saw it's completely said, you know, it it said Photoshop. So it was meant as a joke. A lot of people ran with it. Uh, That show is coming. It's coming mid-March. We just don't know when. And we get that information from Jeff Grubb of VentureBeat, Mm -hmm. uh, who talked about it on one of the podcasts he's a part of. And he says that he believes... That it is going to be mid-march we just don't know what they're going to talk about so i'm going to go uh zemi again i'll I'll come back to the back end of 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 the panel and if you want to you know reiterate anything or change what you said earlier but joe i want to start with you first um this is this event is going to have the world's eyes upon it for a lot of reasons um we're starting to see that um as a matter of fact uh for a good cause the fine folks at Bethesda are donating um, all, all of the charity money they're collecting, what you can bid on to potentially win a Series X, uh, mm-hmm. all of the games from Bethesda as well as Starfield, and actually be a part of the yeah. game, which uh, design a character for the game, which is pretty dope. Um, what are your What are your personal expectations? Uh, and thoughts and theories for what we're going to see at this rumored
3: Mm -hmm. event in mid-March for Bethesda x xbox um i think we're going to finally god thank goodness put to rest how exclusivity is going to work with Bethesda how independent they are and then we're going to get you know so you're going to have Tom Howard out there like in front of a big giant screen like cracking jokes looking attractive I don't know what it is but it's maybe it's a leather jacket but <laughs> he's just suave that's what it is so like you know you're going to get him out there he's going to tell a few jokes about Fallout 76 we're all going to laugh and then he's going to be like so this is how we're impacted you know by the sale of xbox and it's not little and we're still going to make our games but again and you know if they're going to shortchange playstation gamers i think the way they're going to sell it is like and this is why we joined xbox this is why we're exclusive because now we can put our games on literally any device we can work in tandem on cloud gaming that we have a you know belief in yada 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 and then he's going to show like all the games of bethesda and uh in you know all their acquisitions they've made, you're going to see you know them either day and date, like a whole bunch of them on the service, or just all of them bam right there on Game Pass. Um, and then you're gonna f- talk about Starfield, which yeah. um I honestly goodness, I'm gonna say something very controversial. I don't know why anyone's excited for it. We haven't seen anything. I just haven't seen anything. If I see something. I'll get excited. I can make a judgment. All I've seen yeah, is... Like a has Howard. Todd Howard
4: ever made a bad game? Yes.
3: <laughs>
2: okay. Fallout, okay. Fallout
4: seventy six <laughs> does Wilson not count. Him? I know. I said Fallout. seventy six wasn't made. You, you don't like Fallout four?
3: No. Oh wow. subjective. This man <laughs> has
2: his opinion. I mean, that's not to say that he's not wrong. He just has opinions.
3: <laughs> Listen, oh no. Like, like in in real talk, as a whole, like Bethesda isn't like. My oh my god! Like I, I, I was talking to actually uh Boo Luke Laurie Zucks, but like it's actually like Id Id's my jam, like Doom's my jam, Wolfenstein. That that's it. The the Bethesda Softworks hasn't hasn't hit for me uh in a minute. But that being said, I need to get a reason to get excited for Starfield. So I hope they show me a reason why I should get excited for Starfield. Um, and that's that's pretty much I think it. I think we're going to see. What? How exclusive Bethesda is? If it's a hundred percent, whatever. Again, it's Microsoft's money. They do whatever the fuck they want. Um, and yeah, we're gonna see the Starfield, and I think that's the second game that's gonna come out this this holiday season. And you know, awesome, cool. That's it.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen again. You, you you have every right to to be entitled to your opinion, and that's perfectly fine. The no, thing I is, get-
3: Fallout Four. Here's the thing. It came out same year as as Bloodborne, and everybody's like, oh, what's it going to be? Witcher 3 or Fallout 4? It was Bloodborne. That's what the game of the year was, and we need to just stop even pretending. You know, everybody talked about it. When Witcher 3 came out, they're like, "Well, man, CD Projekt Red showed showed how, you know, Bethesda could do it. You know what I mean? They showed them how to make a game, and that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is that Bloodborne was robbed of a game of the year trophy, and that maybe Fallout is a little overhyped.
0: No, I mean listen again, you're absolutely entitled <laughs> to your opinion.
3: Let me see all the booze in chat. Let me see all the boos in chat.
0: You're getting a lot of booze. I could tell you right. So actually someone actually said delete your account, which don't do that. Uh all but right. listen, let, let's be nice here, folks. Uh he's entitled to <laughs> his opinion and if he doesn't care for fallout. Uh that's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh let, 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 let's get Pong Sol's opinion on this. Pong Sol, listen, this is this, well, is, a big, here, this is a big this is a big deal. Get out. This, uh, so, okay. All right. sorry. Uh, this is this is a big deal for Xbox. It's I think it's even a bigger deal for Bethesda. I, I think what we're going to get out of this is at least in my opinion, is a Starfield announcement, a confirmation that if you want to play it, you're going to play it on Xbox, you're going to play it on PC, you're going to play it on your on your on your refrigerator, you know, of course your phone, your tablet, uh, later on this year TVs. But where you're not going to play it is on a, a, a PlayStation Five, and I think that uh, they're going to use the power of 7.5 billion dollars to their advantage. And I think if they don't, then they're going to appear to me to be weak. Uh, and I think, and I'm not trying to be a dick about this. I'm, I'm saying that you you don't spend 7.5 million dollars to be in third place. You spend that kind of money to be in first place. What are you expecting at this event? That is so again rumored. To happen mid mid March, March.
1: All right, time for armchair CEO time. Uh, first of all, unlike PlayStation Nation Joe over there, uh, until Todd Howard proves me wrong, uh, I will always be excited for a new Todd Todd Howard IP. That's I will the
4: spirit. Always excited for
1: an old Todd Howard IP. I don't care. Give it to me now. Right. Okay. So now that's out of the way. What I expect is probably different from what is going to happen. I'm trying to keep my expectations tempered, but what I, what I would do, okay, Mm. is I would put everything to rest. I Mm. would use. Yes, that's a great point. Indeed. Yeah. Right. I would use this event because right. They are going to announce this. And now whether this comes out as an interview style, whether it comes out as a, as a full stage kind of presentation that I'm unsure of, I have a feeling it's probably going to be more of an interview style, right? But what I would do is knowing that after I make this announcement, I am going to have interview after interview after interview from Forbes to IGN. They're going to be calling, and the first question is going to be about exclusivity. Right. We all know this because this is such an important detail to this entire deal. So what I would do is I would crush all of those questions so that that does not even need to be asked anymore. I would come out and I would tell everybody what my roadmap was going to look like. Now, they're not going to give us the full roadmap, but I certainly would give us Starfield because as I've been saying forever, I believe Starfield is 2021. I believe yeah. it's a holiday release. Yeah. I believe they yeah. are going yeah. to roll into this holiday with some big games. This yeah. this is their true launch period. So I think what I would do is I would give a Starfield short presentation. I would save a bigger presentation for whatever E3 style uh, they're going to do this year. Whatever you know, big summer uh, explosion they're going to have. Right? I, I would save it, but I would give another tease. And I would have Todd Howard introduce it, and I would have him state this is going to be exclusive to Xbox, right? And the and the ecosystem, right? So that that's that's first thing, number one. Uh, number two, I think they need to give a little glimpse into the future and how it's going to look like. Like Joe mentioned, um, you know, kind of explaining how uh, you know Zenimax Bethesda is going to function, since I I believe it will be, you know, Matt Booty's already. His plate is loaded with studios already, mm-hmm. so I th- I think buying and I think they mentioned this in the initial interviews that that buying a ZeniMax that already has uh, you know as a publisher a track record and a system in place uh, for their all of their studios they can continue to run themselves uh, autonomously and just report to Phil directly. Right. And obviously with Phil and Todd being, you know, best friends outside of the industry itself, you know, that, that, that makes an easy transition, right? So they're going to be able to do that. Um, now what I think will happen is I think that we are going to get a a big announcement, obviously celebrating, uh, this, this, this purchase, um, for what it is, is, is one of the biggest in the industry and, and ground shaking. And I think, I think that that will be, definitely uh, made as a a main point of this introduction. Um, And I think that they will give a little glimpse into things. I think at the end of the day, I think there are still going to be people unhappy with how much they talk about exclusivity. I have a feeling, a nagging suspicion because things can change so quickly in this industry that I don't think that they're going to want Phil, especially lock himself down into something because he has taken heat previously for a lot of comments he's made where he's kind of backed himself into a corner. I think he's going to shy away from that a little bit this time. Um, I think they may, you know, obviously announce Starfield as an exclusive. But other games, I think they're still going to leave open for interpretation, which is going to make the community uh, aflame uh, with speculation. Uh, But I think they're going to wait and see what happens going forward until they lock themselves into that, especially with games that may be unannounced that we don't know about. There might be some Mm -hmm. smaller IPs that teams are working on that they may already have plans to test the water elsewhere uh, just because. Um, I don't want to see that. I want to see it locked down completely just from a business standpoint. Again, personally, for me, it doesn't matter. I know I'm getting them game pass day and date. So I don't care. That that that's beautiful. Um, just from a business standpoint, I like to see them lock it down uh just to drive people over to this ecosystem. Yes. Um, but but I just I I, I think, like I said, I for me personally, I'm tempering my expectations with this because I want to see a full blowout like Joe was talking about. I want to see it all. I just want to see it done and over with, and no questions <coughs> afterward. I, I just don't think we necessarily going to get that. Uh, but I do expect a big, uh, a big celebration of what's happening here and why it's so important for Microsoft going forward.
3: The reason why I think, Pong, that they're going to say it's going to be exclusive or not, I think they do want to end that conversation. You know. And I think they want to just, it's, it's either we're you know, here it is, or they just say, Hey, this is a case by case basis that we're doing this or, Hey, we're honoring the contract the the current contracts. And yeah. then that's it. it all yeah. these are exclusives.
1: And, and they made that if decision, they that Joe. I, I don't doubt that they do that. I mean, if they've made that decision and that is their concrete decision and, and everybody's on board, then, I, then I can see them doing that. I but just they don't own the
3: company yet. So they can't really, right. you
1: know.
4: But they you know, you know, ta- The Thing you, is, you I, I, I'm, I'm one. Yeah. Pardon me uh, for interrupting yeah. here. Uh, yeah, no, the thing totally really yeah. is, they want to get that controversial discussion out of the way for their E3 event. Yeah. If yeah. they reveal the, whether it's exclusive or not during E3, everyone will be talking about that after the afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that's not what they want. They want that discussion out of the way, and that's why I also think they will definitely announce that. Well, you know what, Boxer Bear, I, I do want to go to you next, simply for
0: two reasons. One, I value your opinion very highly. Uh, but two, you did a video uh, regarding this exact yeah. subject. Um, and uh, you and I are both in the same camp where you don't spend $7.5 billion to allow your competitor to allow their gamers to not play on Xbox, but to play on PlayStation. Because here's the thing, and I'll, say, and I'll reiterate this. I, I, I've said it 100 times, and I'll say it 100 more. Okay, the two to five million copies that they're going to sell of Starfield on the PlayStation Mm -hmm. five to me is irrelevant when you can get those two to five million people to uh, to do what? Join Xbox Game Pass. Now, again, Microsoft is and and this is the stark difference, folks. And I'm going to say I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm sorry. I have to say it. The way Sony does it is criminal. And they're entitled to do it. Okay? Little fat, A little tidbit here. They tried to lock up Starfield for two years. I bet you guys didn't know that. Two-year uh, exclusivity for the PlayStation 5. That's what they wanted to do, and they failed. They failed because Microsoft bought the entire company. They bought the farm, not just the cow. Right? Mm-hmm. So... What's good for the goose, in my opinion, keeping the farm references, is good for the gander, (laughs) okay? And I have to say this, Microsoft is trying to build what? Xbox Game Pass to become as big as Netflix. And I think that the way that they do that is to get people to come and play on a multitude of ways to play their games, you want to buy a console, they have two of them for you. They have the value proposition at 300 and the big boy at 5 which I think the value proposition is going to be dropped down to 250 come this holiday. Again, just my opinion. But they say if you don't want to join, uh, join X- Team Xbox by buying a console because it's out of your, let's say, financial cap. Well, you can join for $15 and you can play on your pewter. You can play on your phone. You can play on your tablet. And later on this year, you can play on your TV with a wireless controller, giving the players a multitude of choices on where they can play said game. So for you, uh, Boxer Bear, I liked your video. I thought it was absolutely very well done. So thank what you. are you expecting at this event?
4: Yeah, first, uh, let me tell you. I would love to to see what Pong said in the beginning, this full blowout, uh, them laying out the roadmap. It's something I've been saying for a year now. And whenever this conversation comes up, Microsoft's biggest problem is that they haven't laid out their roadmap properly um this is what really brings you into into your ecosystem in the be- especially in the beginning of a, a generation yeah when you know oh this and this and this is coming in, in 21 22 2023, 20, whenever this this kind of roadmap is really missing i've been saying that like forever however um <laughs> i'm in the same boat as pong here as well they will not lay out during this event their entire roadmap or anything like that this is a, a welcome to the family Bethesda event yeah so yeah. Mm-hmm. obviously they are going to talk about how they will integrate them into their organization um i'm still not 100% sure if if the Cinemax studios will remain their own entity within xbox um i think the, for that to happen and to have two d- different um chiefs uh, on 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 above your studios is, is not what Microsoft wants. They want to really um, collaborate uh, or have the, the studios collaborate together. So I don't know whether that will be uh, um, two different entities or if they will combine into one. Um, and the, the same goes for other departments like the marketing department or publishing department. Yeah, All these kind of uh, institutions uh, would be double within in the Xbox organization, so I doubt that. Um, but that's just my opinion. They will definitely talk about that, and they will lay out how will they be implemented. Um, then, I highly doubt that they will mention in any way the um, uh, the games that will um, come to PlayStation. This is not going to happen. That they will not even mention um, uh, those games. They will talk about starfield they will tease it i don't think that we will see gameplay at the that event but um a little teaser cgi teaser with um the 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 ending um released in 2021 because i also think this will come out this year every microsoft executive that talked about the bethesda acquisition has mentioned that game in in any kind of way so um that really tells me that this is, is is their first um Title that they want to present to the world. This is this is now an Xbox title, and I'm in the same boat with you. Boom! It's it's going to be exclusive um, to the Xbox ecosystem. Um, then we also know that um, some either this year or next year we should expect the next Wolfenstein game, the, yes. the third entry in the in the in the yeah. trilogy, mm-hmm. um, because they have already announced their next game from Machine Games is and indiana because, jones. exactly indiana jones and because they already had one extra year in develop in their development cycle because all the other wolfenstein games have been developed in in a three-year cycle yeah and now they have already a four-year cycle i think this could be either a surprise title for this year or a spring 2022 title so um Maybe they will tease that. Um, not with gameplay, again, with a CGI trailer or something, but this is, is the other game I could see them talk about. What else um, do I think could happen? The thing here really is E3 is in June, and we know we will get a big event in June, but there are a couple of games coming up until June or right after that, because we know a couple of AA uh, games um from xbox like the ascent like the microsoft flight simulator well this is obviously a triple a title or something in between i don't know Uh, we know second extinction is coming pride memory infinite is coming and we Mm -hmm. know about crossfire x the campaign is also due uh, to come out this year, they and have a, a highly... lot of games. A lot of people don't. People yeah. sleep on Xbox in yeah, 2021. Yeah. Xbox has a way bigger 2021 than people give them credit for. This is, this is really the thing. Now, this, that, and, and now, what? Follow my train of thought. The problem is all these games that I mentioned will most likely come out before before the fall season starts. So those are titles that will come to latest, let's say August. Yeah. So they cannot start to advertise all these titles in June or July when we will have right. the uh, the E3 event. They have to start to talk about those kind of games, the Crossfire X campaign, for instance, Yeah, earlier. And um, with them announcing now Bethesda is in our family, this is our plan, and here is Starfield, they might also show... Um, um, Cross uh, the the uh, uh, trailer, a new trailer for Crossfire X or the Ascender, the Microsoft Flight Simulator, and all these kind of games. Uh, or and we know Psychonauts too, yeah. It's also supposed to come out. Uh, Tim Schafer talked about it uh, uh, during the Christmas time. They have started to work on the credits of the game, and this should tell us how far they are along in the development. So this is not a game. Psychonauts 2 is not coming out in October or November. This is a game that will probably come out in July or something. I,
0: my I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking they may release it in May. Or in May, yeah.
4: So, yeah. <clears throat> but if it comes out in May... When will they uh, start to talk about this? And and this is uh, what I think that they will use the March event for those double A games. Yeah, you you show those games, and then you have that. And now we have one more thing moment, and then you show Starfield, a little teaser, more in June. See you at E3, and that's it. This is this is the, the, what I would expect them to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Microsoft has a lot of work to do with all oh, these yeah. studios and all these games to plan out how they're going to get them out to the public and and make sure that they're getting the attention they deserve. Because like you said, Archimedes, this year is a lot bigger than people think. Can you imagine a Halo Infinite Starfield Wolfenstein Three and possibly a Forza holiday
4: season. be yeah, I mean, amazing. with the Microsoft Flight mm-hmm. Simulator, yes, a camp- a, a, yes. A Crossfire X, a Remedy game. We are getting right. a Remedy exclusive Remedy game this Correct.
1: year. Correct. Mm-hmm. They just—they mm-hmm. got to figure out how they're going to show all these games off and going mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. because 2022-2023 yep. is even crazier. It, it, It's—it's going to yes.
4: be interesting to see how they do this. Yeah, it's it. an absolutely fantastic point because you, we know that we, we will get like six bigger, five to six bigger games per year. So that's every other month we get a, a new Xbox game. And now you have all these usual delays and stuff. Yeah, you cannot plan in this month and in two years we will get this game. Yeah, it might just slip one or two months, but then you, you, are in in the competition of another Xbox game that is scheduled to release that month. This is, is really going to be interesting to see how they will handle that.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, somebody's breathing. I I think it might be bad bit into the mic. It's it's rather loud. Sorry about that, Mister Bad bit. Um, I was getting but, too excited. Yeah, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe but let, you know what? No, let, it's let, let,
3: this goddamn uh, RTX voice. Let me let me fix that up. Yeah, uh,
0: It's yeah, too sensitive. You, yeah, it's sensitive and it also makes your mount your mic a little loud so as well. Yeah,
3: you know, this thing. One sec.
0: All right. We'll we'll come back to you in a second. Uh three bit before I get to you, brother. I this the super chats continue to come in, which is just mind-blowing. Uh the generosity of people it just completely uh humbles me every time. So let me catch those super chats and we'll get to your opinion on this. Viper XT. Generous friend of the show drops an additional 5 dollars super chat and says, I'm right there with you, Joe. I'm excited to know what Starfield is, but Mm -hmm. don't know anything about it to be excited for. Um, uh, Pixel Bit G, generous friend of the show, also drops an outstanding 5-hour super chat and says, Starfield is so trash. Sony Mm -hmm. tried to money hat it. We love you, Mr. Bad Bit, but slander. Boo.
3: We'll talk. Uh, I I, I wanted to wait for this comment, and and I hope my mic sounds a little better. Yeah, it's better. Um, I I wanted to make this comment. Uh, I don't care how much if Sony what what Sony tries to make exclusive or whatever. Like for example, if you guys want the the truest hot t- take, Ghostwire Tokyo to me looks like shit. So I don't know about that. I, no, I, I look, it looks
0: awful. It looks I'm kind of digging that. Looks, I mean, but I'm also uh, an anime fan, so and maybe.
3: My, and PlayStation bought that. So what does that make me? You know what I mean? No, I mean listen again. We're not. We're not going to. We're not
0: going to get into the minutia of that. But let me continue with the super yeah. chats. Why nine power? A generous friend of the show drops an outstanding and very generous ten dollars super chat. And he says humans as a whole crave uniqueness. When games buy, uh, when games buy a console, PC, or portable, they do not want to buy their device in vain. With with that with with that mindset, there will always be discussions of exclusives indeed uh michael cullick wow dude uh, he drops an additional 25 dollars in super chats too uh, the first one is for 20 says i agree 100 microsoft will look weak and quite frankly moronic if they just leave the bethesda games as business as usual they don't owe sony any favors especially when sony locks street fighter 5 final fantasy 7 16 and spider-man behind the uh, behind the PlayStation paywall. Indeed, uh, Michael, uh, called his second Super Chat of says, the idea that Microsoft needs to play Kumbaya with this acquisition is just ridiculous. Uh, a ridiculous argument. We know Sony wouldn't think twice. And yeah, I agree. I, 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 th- I think that for some reason, and you know something, um, uh, Boxer Bear, you actually said this. You said, why is it that in every conversation Nintendo can have exclusives PlayStation yeah. can have exclusives, but Microsoft has to share. And yeah. I think you're onto something. And, and, and I think there's something to be said about that. Uh, but 3Bit, let's get your opinion on it. See, this this is going to be a big show for a multitude of reasons. And this panel has completely knocked it out of the park as to why. But I want to get your opinion and hot take on why this mid-March uh, uh, event is going to be big for both companies
5: yeah I mean, it, there's a lot of games in the lineup, and I think that's been uh something that's been reiterated on the panel uh so I, I think they'll they should. Uh, make it clear about what their plans are and i think they'll probably do it in, in a subtle way where if you want to play ZeniMax games you can play it through the xbox ecosystem which means if you want to play starfield you can play it on pc the series consoles or through the android app and one another additional option we are introducing the xbox stream stick where you can plug an hdmi into your tv <laughs> right? yeah, no, you um, right you're right up- onto something yeah so many options there so i think that if there is any type of backlash they could be like hey you already have so many options to play these games um so i think they're they're definitely going to want to lay out some roadmap like we've been talking about and i think laying out their roadmap is important for people to move forward and and really start to appreciate the massive amount of games are about to come to the xbox platform The media is is really used to PlayStation being the lead platform of exclusive deals, and it's going to be really interesting to see uh, sort of the shoe on the other foot. And you know, I I, I've seen so many people say like that. um, because Cinemax is a subsidiary to, to Xbox. Yeah, could you,
0: could you comment on that? You, you mentioned that last week, and I want people to understand and actually hear what you said because it will really set some expectations. Explain that to what exactly that means.
5: Yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple of, of companies that Microsoft owns right now, which are subsidiaries, but it, it basically... Zenimax is a subsidiary to Xbox the same way Insomniac is a subsidiary to Sony. They have freedom of development, but at the end of the day where that game goes is up to Microsoft. It's up to Xbox. <laughs> that doesn't really mean anything. I keep p- seeing people saying, "Oh, because Zenimax is a subsidiary, that means um, they that means the games are going to be multi-plat," which is is not true. <laughs> it's not true at all. Um, but what what we can kind of uh, this is a, a good time frame for Microsoft too, especially this year. We're, we're getting Halo Infinite, um, and and um, Crossfire X, like like Archimedes was pointing out. But there's also some of these other games that 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 could potentially just be shown or at least teased. We still have Fable somewhere out there. Maybe uh, whatever ID is working on. Maybe another Doom of, of some sort. There's just so much potential uh with this company and and microsoft is definitely in a, a good position um right now because of certain games <laughs> being canceled with sony right we have right we have uh ratchet coming for for playstation which is going to be great i'm really looking forward to that game we have kenna coming um the gran turismo was just canceled right yeah. so right now they have we Kenna pushed. ratchet and uh, or pushed, push to 2020 sorry. yeah push to 2020 and yeah. um I, I think uh this is going to be a pretty good year for, for Microsoft. Um, I I I think these games are going to be exclusive, <laughs> and and there's no doubt about that for me. I I don't think you, you do purchase a 7.5 billion dollar company to to let it go to something else, unless there is contracts that says so, like Ghostwire, or um a, a sort of a a game like. Um, Elder Scrolls Online, where. Yeah, that, that's going to remain multiplayer yeah, along with Fallout yeah. 76. Yeah, They're not going
4: gone. to. Play. They will also
5: release the new D- DLCs and add ons uh, to those. Uh, exactly. Um, yeah. Like that that game makes sense to, to go in multiplayer, in my opinion. Everything else, I don't really see it going on other platforms, especially if their goal is Game Pass and they want to bring people to Game Pass. Unless Game Pass is on PlayStation or or a Switch, then it makes more sense if those games were to go to PlayStation, if those games were to go to Switch. It makes sense if Switch had Game Pass of some sort, which we sort of heard some things about over the years. Yeah, they were. And there. if Game Pass was on PlayStation. It, if, if it's not promoting Game Pass in any other way, I don't really see it coming to other platforms because that seems to be their goal uh, of, of creating this uh sort of netflix <laughs> service for games on on uh on the xbox and, and it's definitely innovative and, and we already see sony sort of trying to to do something similar with ps now and try and grow uh ps now to cer- a certain extent especially when ps5 launch but we'll, we'll see there, there's so many games um that could be um announced and not only e3 even even in the march event but i think what they have to do before they announce any of those cool games coming up, like State of Decay 3 and Impossibly Fable and, and all these other games. They have to make certain things clear to the media. Yes. <laughs> so you have yeah. to deal with the media yep. first uh, yeah. before they announce all these games. So that's what I think.
0: All right. So you know what? Uh, we, we got everyone's opinion. Zemi, let, let, let's get your final thoughts on this. Do you, you want to sure. add anything to the conversation <clears throat> that you did talk yeah. about on yeah. Tuesday? Yeah. I, I think that
2: there is one thing that for sure needs to be added. And after Todd Howard has been just, just attacked by, by Mr. Bad Bit, I think that we all should have a moment of silence for Todd Howard, <laughs> our savior. <laughs> Without laughing, a moment of silence, like five seconds, okay? You, you three, know what? Two. Let's do that, folks. A moment okay. of
5: silence
0: for our Lord, or should I say, Zemi's Lord and Savior, the leather-wearing Todd Howard.
2: Yes, please.
0: Okay, okay, there's your five All right, seconds. All right, so Todd, wherever <laughs> okay. you are, if you're listening, there we, go. we love you, bro, and we can't wait to see what you're going to be working on. And definitely cannot wait to see what his influence does bring to the table with Indiana Jones. We know he's a huge fan, and I think that as a director, uh, this is probably a dream come true. And you'll hear him talk about it uh, as we get closer and more details on it. But listen, folks, this has been a fantastic uh, uh, two uh, two plus hour show. For, for a multitude of reasons. One, first, I have to thank the Super Chats that have come in. My God. I mean, the generosity, folks. I'm going to be honest with you. I never think I'm worthy of the the, the generosity. But thank you, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. It is truly and greatly appreciated. Uh, we got f- over 425 people in today's show, which is awesome. And obviously, um you know, we we broke 6000 views on the last Xbox Factor podcast and, and it seems like the views are coming back in a big way. Um of course, if you're here and enjoying the content, please consider hitting the like button. If you're not already subscribed, help us get to 10,000 subs by the end of 2021. Uh we are uh, currently just above 2300 away from that goal. Um obviously it's a big deal for for me uh i only started this channel three and a half years ago or three years ago and uh to get that kind of growth in that time is pretty epic and that's thanks to you fine folks of course i couldn't do the show without an incredible panel and we're going to start with the outros and our special guest who of course knocked it out of the park as usual Pong soul tell everyone where they can reach out, strike up a conversation on social media. And what other amazing shows are you a
1: part of? Thank you so much. Boom. Again, absolute pleasure and honor to be here. Uh, I glad you think about me when you need a spot filled and call me up from the uh, minor leagues to the big leagues. I appreciate it every time. Uh Zemi, uh, obviously, Mr. BadBit, Joe, PlayStation Nation. Even though your comments about Todd Howard were unwarranted, uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, three bit, uh, and of course uh, the great one, Archimedes. It was awesome and stellar to be on the show with you, Chat. You guys were great, uh, always lively, always entertaining in there. Uh, you know your support, always great, really appreciated. Uh, you can find me Pong Soul everywhere. Um, And uh, you can find me on the Xbox Ultimate Podcast, Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, with uh, Fun Speculation, his wife, Caitlin, 3-Bit, and uh, Assassin Lupa. Prayers out to Assassin Lupa again. We hope everything's going okay with her. Uh, I know the community has not been seeing her around lately, but we continue to uh, hope everything's going good for her. Hope to see her back soon. Uh, and then Saturday nights, uh, you can find me on the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam, yes. uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, Centurion, and Stagorilla. Always a great time there. It's a short show, so you guys should check us out. And that starts at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then from there, you never know where I'm going to show. Up up man i, I just yo, know, here i am again so 2021 continues to be a crazy tour for me so appreciate you all thank you again
0: thanks for being here brother and definitely you're definitely going to get the call uh on future episodes love having you a part of the show zemi games yes why don't you tell everyone about the constant gamer this is a website folks that does what you're supposed to do in gaming media tell the truth speak from the heart but also contain factual information. This is an up and coming site that Zemi started. I like to consider them one of the top tier sites that I personally go to to get news. They're right up there with lordsofgaming.net and I love what he is doing over there. Tell them more about Zemi and where could people reach out and strike up a conversation? Yes, yeah, so absolutely.
2: So constantgamer.com is a website that I've been working on for quite a little bit now. Um, and it's pretty much like your IGN, like your Kotaku, your GameSpot, in the sense that what we cover is gaming news, reviews, featured articles, that type of stuff. The the difference though is that we try to be as objective as possible. We we try not to put our biases into into you know news articles, and 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 we one hundred percent separate. The facts and in the, the truth of what is actually happening from our opinions, uh, which I think is uh, fairly rare in in online journalism, uh, especially in you know in gaming journalism. Um, but in addition to that, in addition to the reviews and the, and, and the news articles, the featured articles, that type of stuff, we also have a community tab that we're, uh, posting, uh, gaming related quizzes onto and more is going to be coming to that community tab as, uh, as time goes on, uh, up in the top right hand corner of the site, you can find a link to our social media pages. So you can go and, uh, Uh, follow us on uh facebook you um follow us on uh twitter uh and subscribe to us on youtube using those links and then if you are interested in potentially writing for a gaming news website like constantgamer.com uh you can click on the contact us button and then click on the button that says join the team fill out a short application and i will definitely be in touch uh, with you about uh, getting you to write uh for our site uh but yeah boom that's pretty much it Thanks.
0: Well, yeah, thank you for being here, brother. Always appreciate it. Uh, next up, Mr. Badbit, uh, who of course got some some booze today for his blatant and vicious attack on poor Todd Howard and his <laughs> slander. Slander. I what called him it? very
3: attractive.
2: Like the, the I, you did, okay, attractive. okay, okay, okay. Let's 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 clear out the air. Yes, you you love Todd Howard. How could you not? He's just a man to love, but. You insulted Bethesda, the church of Todd Howard. Get him, Zemi. And for that, we cannot forgive you. We can't forgive that, okay? You know what?
0: Forgiveness is in the Lord's work. So we're going to probably have to forgive him for the the blatant Mm. assault. On poor Todd Howard, Joe. You know, the, the replies
3: about- came late, just like how the late the loading is for Fallout Four. Okay, <laughs> holy <laughs> matrimony. Listen, Joe, tell everyone about the trophy room
0: and where can yeah. people
3: strike up a conversation if they want to boo you. <laughs> so, real talk, uh, rip to uh, Japan Studio. That I thought that's what you guys were going to say earlier. That's no, actually, I, I, I just got see.
0: notifications for that.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: There's something going on there. Yeah, and, layoffs, hey, man. Not that, good. That is. Con- cer- mm-hmm. Certainly concerning, mm-hmm. considering that there's some talk about a new Silent Hill from them, and now there's some big moves
3: going on at Japan Studio. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would imagine mm-hmm. you're going to be talking that about sucks. that
0: soon.
3: Yeah, that sucks. I I really I I, I I love Japan Studio. I I they make really weird games, and it just sucks that for years now those really weird games haven't paid off. Like Gravity Rush, it's fantastic. That said um yeah you can find me over at the trophy room we're going to be covering and live reacting to the playstation state of play that is uh happening at 5 p.m eastern standard time you can find that over at twitch.tv slash ps trophy room you can find all the information there if you follow me over at mr Badbit on twitter or ps trophy room on twitter so that's all i got listen i'm sorry I'm sorry when, you know, before the Bethesda purchase, everybody was like, oh, man, Outer Worlds, man, it's, they out Bethesda, Bethesda, oh, Bethesda's losing their magic, question mark, exclamation point, now look it, Bethesda's bought by Microsoft, Everybody changing their tune, oh, look, oh, whoop-de-doo, absolutely, you know, like, Fallout 4 was actually decent and not, like, boring, you know? <laughs> I mean, listen, everyone... More slander. There.
1: See, boom, he Heresy. doesn't deserve forgiveness. No, Double down,
0: triple down. No. Forgiveness. forgiveness is a two-way street, and apparently he has not learned uh, that, that, that... That. That. So we're not going to forgive him for his slander. Uh, Joe, you have been excommunicated. I, just, just say
3: I will right. say this, though. I will say this before I go. If Starfield, and I'm, I'm saying this so because I don't know what this game is, if Starfield da- isn't a fantasy element to it, probably not gonna like it
0: okay i mean listen space
2: makes,
3: freaks me out and i need lightsabers okay uh, well that makes yeah. sense uh but yeah, you know what
2: i buy in space so
0: yeah exactly. maybe maybe but let, let's get uh let's get boxer bear boxer bear your, your channel has exploded on the scene we want to see you cross four thousand subs and, you, and you're working real hard to do that tell everyone about where they can reach out and talk up a conversation with you but more importantly subscribe to your outstanding youtube channel
4: yeah first of all uh thank you again for having me it's always a highlight of my week to talk games with sammy with uh mr Badbit, with vchd uh this time with pong soul uh, uh, vj is uh, of course always uh, uh, also a, a a super cool guy to talk games with so it's always a pleasure yeah you can find me at boxenberger basically everywhere twitter um on Xbox, on PlayStation, and of course here on YouTube where I have this little um, but growing um, YouTube channel that I really put a lot of work into, um, a lot of passion. Uh, if you are interested in um, commentary, uh, video game videos, um, definitely check that out. And uh, if you wanna hear more about the uh, Xbox event, I my latest video is exactly about that. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out
0: yeah that was a great video and i I, I definitely suggest you got over not only check out the video but subscribe to his youtube channel and last and no way least the ultra talented and award nominated uh three bit first of all dude thanks so much for being a part of this panel each and every week uh but more importantly tell everyone about what you got going on where could people reach out to you strike up a conversation and more importantly where could people sub your youtube channel
5: yeah first uh give a shout out to pong so absolutely killed it as a guest on this show always amazing to see you grow as someone in the chat to now podcasting in these great shows uh you always bring up interesting point of views to the conversation uh it's always be a pleasure being on the panel with the likes of uh bad bit archimedes and of course zemi who's uh my new other rival in halo because he plays as an elite and like can't have that after the amount of people they massacred in the great war but uh mean you're changing that when we're playing together
3: <laughs> no no i'm not that's, a, that's no you no know their head sh- the headshots getting on an elite it's so much easier look i oh, believe
2: i believe that elites are great people and you guys should stop discriminating against <laughs> aliens okay <laughs> That's
5: how I feel about this. <laughs> All right. You guys can follow me on Twitter. It's the bghd, and my YouTube channel is the Video Games HD. I have a video coming up tomorrow. Uh, so I'll be on the lookout for that. I'm on a sh- and this show every uh, Thursday. I almost forgot the day again. Um, and I'm going to show Fridays with Xbox Ultimate with Pong, Caitlin, and Mav. We had a show last Friday with Lord Cognito. If you yeah. guys want to check that out, that was really awesome conversations there. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys for the chat. Make sure you guys like on your way out. And it's always a pleasure, Boom. Um, so have a good weekend, you guys. Definitely appreciate that, brother. And listen, uh, I got everybody's uh,
0: outro. want to thank everybody in the chat for being here. Again, 425 plus people tuned in for today's show on this little program. That is a big deal for me. Uh, got to thank Lethal Papa, keeping it real uh, and keeping the knuckleheads away. Uh, a late super chat came in from Lazy Couch Gamer, who drops an outstanding very generous $2 Super chat and says, are we sure it isn't a remake of Gears 2? They did one. You know what? I'd never even contemplated that. And I, listen, you know what the community has been calling for, uh, is, uh, Marcus Venus collection, uh, redone. Uh, and I would love to see, I would love to see Gears 2 and 3, uh, remade, uh, in the way that they did, uh, Gears 1 and even potentially add some of the, uh, footage that was left on the, ch- on the, on the, sh- on the chopping, uh, uh, board uh, during uh, you know the creation of both games, which we know that there is. There's a lot of stuff that didn't make it into the game. Would love to see that come back uh, and uh, be, you know get two and three redone in a Phoenix, a Marcus Phoenix collection, very similar to the Master Chief. Now, if that's what they're working on, that would be kind of dope. But I'm, I'm I'm also as much as I like the old stuff, and I really do. I would love to see a new horror element or an ODST type of experience for gears as a side project and again i th- i think we're going to start seeing a little bit more of that not only from the coalition but from other studios because of the success that was found in the hive busters dlc not only did it show off the incredible power of the series x but it really was an incredible dlc that if again if you missed it please by all means go download it it's it's it's, it's absolutely outstanding but folks Uh, great show once again thank you for hanging out for two plus hours and I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dear old dad taught us when we were very young treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day so take care everyone we'll see you next week on the newest episode the Xbox Factor Podcast (laughs)